Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about craft beer and video games. I said craft beer because I'm <laughs> subbing in for Ben and someone needs to fill my spot where I say, yeah, I thought we gave up craft beer. And it turns out it's still me. Uh, I am joined by Ben Nother. Hello. <laughs> and Lucy Yearwood. Hello. How y'all doing today? I'm good. I'm better than at least one third of the podcast. <laughs> I'm alright, yeah. my voice is my voice is going today. Lots of work. Lots of working in someone's loft, which has lots of fibre back oh, insulation I'm in. Sure that's super healthy. So I'm mm-hmm. full of it today. And I had to rip a load of um bitumen felt off a roof as well. To get oh. into a little crawl space. So there you go. So you've I'm got all the fibres. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Full of fibres and too much talking. I've sat in the house and avoided marking and done some marking, and that's about it, and only enjoyed the sun vicariously via this wonderful technology known as the window. <laughs> that is a good technology. It's very yeah. hard to make glass. Yeah. Mm. You Humans can't are incredible. Put, well, you can't yeah. just put sand in a pile and, Clear and, glass. and wait. Mm. Humans are... They've got a lot of ingenuity. Yeah, and then what do mm. they do with it? They kill nature. Yeah, or they legislate <laughs> against the ability for people to survive. But that's uh, not... That's a topic for another day. Not on this podcast. I'll, yeah. I'll bring a lot of topics. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just veto <laughs> that one. Maybe not that one. Yeah. Yeah. None of us live in the deeps. Um, cool. Well, why don't we start with some beers? Uh, yeah. Lucy, what do you got? Um... I'll go for a one that I put in the fridge last, <laughs> which is a bit warmer. Uh, it's a beer from Omnipolo, mm. a can. It's got a nice little candle on that. Um, so just a doll I'm... then, because it's on a can. Sorry, I was, I was deep fine. in thought. Yeah, because yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the name is. I think it's M A Z. It's it's weird. Maz. You probably can't see it. Yeah, I don't no, know if it's Maz. Um, but it's a pale ale, um, and it's uh, Omnipolo. Where are they from? Are they like from? Is it, is it one know. of the Scandinavian countries, or is it one of the Scandinavian countries? Do not like tell you on the back. Sweden. Well, it's if I could. Um, Swedish. Oh, I see Found Belgian. Swedish. By, I'm not. Nope. Stopping there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Swedish. All right then. Okay. So it's five point six percent. There's no flavor text. Um, at least not in a language that I can um, read. But yeah. It's just Wait, so you sorry you said out. it was pale ale. Cool. Nice. That's, that's not one of your many languages, then, Lucy. Um, no, I don't speak s- Swedish. You did say Sweden, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, good. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we didn't. We didn't make that mistake. Mm. Um. Yeah, I haven't had many of their beers, but the few that I have had, I, I 
quite nice. They do come mm. at a premium, probably because yes, they are coming they over from Sweden. But yeah, this was four pounds. Um, oh, it smells it smells wonderful. Um, so I was like, yeah, that's not too bad. It's right, a well, three thirty mil can. Cool. While well, you pour that out, Ben, why don't you tell us what you got drinking? Um, I have got. Um, I drank uh, one of the Wylam collaborations a few weeks ago. Mm. And this week, I picked up the Wylam and Dea collab. There's nothing wrong with Dreaming, which is a Sabro orange wit beer. Wow. Yeah. Which is that I've had, I've had that on Lovely art. Yeah. Yeah. Matches the other one, which was something to do with dreams as well, I think. I can't remember. I mm. don't remember. Uh, but it doesn't have much flavour text at all. Um, it says the hops are Sabro T90 in addition to orange and coriander. It is 5.8%. Hmm. There we yeah. go. I'm jealous. Because I want that beer and all the beers. Yeah, beer. Not just oh. of this beer, just of any <laughs> yes. different beer. Yeah. You stealthily already poured it. Mm. I did, yeah. 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 Um, well... Uh, I have uh, something from just down the road. It is the Arbor Massive Azak. <gasps> nice. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, That's... I hadn't seen it before either because I mean, we were just at Arbor for the East Bristol mm. Brewery Trail and this mm. wasn't one of the ones on offer. So when I was in the bottle shop, it was like, new from Arbor. Didn't expect that. It's yeah. a New England pale ale brewed with Azaka, Citra, and El Dorado hops. 5.4%. Uh, full pint, five sixty-eight mil can, um, and it has malts, malted barley, wheat, and oats. Um, yeah, that's all it says. I thought, mm. and in true fashion, it's cool. just this lovely thing. You know, as always, I'm always rem- reminded of Canada when I look at their cans because they have that lovely leaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the story behind it is. We should I went over to Canada once. Yeah. Just just once. Just okay. once, yeah. Oh, I like <laughs> these leaves. We'll, do, we'll take those for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> While I pour, Lucy, mm. once you've taken a picture for the Instagram, oh, you tell us oh, <laughs> uh, how your beer tastes. Perfect host. Ben, he's usurped you. I know, yeah, so. I never forget. <laughs> I always forget to. Well, I think... Yeah, mate, I, I, forgot, I forgot the whole Instagram this week, to be fair. That's yeah. fine. Uh, yes. I did. I, I stopped busy. thinking about it entirely because you've been so good, so good at it. And I was like, oh, I don't, instead of being like, oh yeah, I've taken some pictures, I could post them. I was like, oh well, Ben will post this. I'll just send it to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ben, ben is, does all the both does emotional everything. and technological labor for this podcast, <laughs> yes. and I just, just turn up and drink. Yeah, which is why Ben is the one who's run down, and we're <laughs> oh, just we're like. Fine. Mm. Um, anyway, so yes, um, uh, the Maz. I'm going to call it Maz. I'm going to call cool. it Maz because, um, yeah, when I poured it, it was. It, I mean, it's very hazy. You can't see mm. it. It's, it's basically opaque, and the head it had quite a large like, like it looked creamy, uh, creamy head. It's a bit more foamy now that it's gone down, um, a bit larger bubbles. But yeah, I was thinking, oh, this is going. It looks like a juice bomb, and you know, as soon as I cracked open the can, you could smell like the citrus and tropical fruit. Mm. So I was like, oh, this could be a juice bomb. But um, no, it's it's like really familiar. It's like a what it says on the tin, a pale ale. It's got that, you know, those citrusy notes at the start, but it's also bitter at the end, which is nice. Because I was just expecting it to be like juice all the way through. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's 
Yeah, it smells gorgeous, like, just getting so much fruit, like, mango, bit of passion fruit, papaya, all those tropical fruits, and, yeah, it's a really good looking beer as well. It's quite, not thin, let me have another taste. Yeah, considering I think, I thought it was going to be quite thick, because it is mm. opaque, really, really hazy, um, it, it's... I'd say medium. It's probably about medium bodied, which is nice. And yeah, it's, it's got it's got a lightness to it. It's it's a really good beer on like a summer's day like this. Excellent. Nice. You know, what was it? Five point six percent. Yeah, so it is really easy to drink. You could easily knock back a few of these and be very happy. Excellent. Hmm. Yeah. And so you have had stuff from Omnipolo before, right? Yeah. Um. I think the one that I. No. Is that Omnipolo? Or am I think? Is it the Yellow Belly? Is that a collab with like Buxton or something mm, that's like Buxton, that? Isn't it? But it is might it be. It might be that the last one they just did was a collab mm, with them. Possibly. That's the one that's standing out to me. If I'm incorrect, then apologies. But I mean, my brain keeps wanting to think that it's in Spanish and it's the Omnipollo. So. Mm, yeah. Because the old yeah. chicken. Sounds like the best. Yes. <laughs> let me let me Google Yellow Belly. You just have that beer. as a, a, a the chicken flavor. One chicken oh. beer. Mm. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it's not it's not a juice bomb. It's a broth bomb. Mm. <laughs> really, really thin. Oh, that's yeah. gross. Yeah. Oh. Um, it, Yellow Belly is a collaboration with Buxton and Omnipolo. So, yeah. excellent. Yeah. So you you got it in one. Mm. But then My close your eyes and realize you get me. it in one. I don't know how to make the analogy work. Uh, how about you, Ben? How's your now well well settled beer? Um, it's really nice. Um, uh, I can't actually almost, take it through the screen. I don't know why you're. How do I say share this beer with me? Had almost uh, no head on it at all. Um, super carbonated when I poured it in. Like that 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 head disappeared because there was so many tiny little bubbles just mm-hmm. all bursting towards the top. Got a little bit of. Uh, Solids in the bottom, which is always nice. It's kind of, it's, it is a bit opaque. It is kind of a bit translucent around the edges, very slightly. But the light sort of really shines through it. You know, mm. it hasn't got that density to it, and that comes through very much in the flavour as well. It's a very wet, quite light, very refreshing beer. Um, that orange really pushes through. Um, I know they said that, that, that one of the inclusions, one of the additions, sorry, was orange. Uh, and I, I think I've read somewhere is it, it, it's Sabro, which gives quite an orangey, pineapple sort of uh, flavour okay. to things. It's a, a, a hop that people have started using a little bit more in the last kind of couple of months. So seeing a few Sabro-style beers come out. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really orangey, but it's so kind of refreshing. It's really kind of crisp as well like that that carbonation just gives you that that lovely crisp edge to it um and again like like you said lucy a a perfect beer for kind of like a a nice summer's day Mm -hmm. um only 5.8 percent so pretty easy not getting any anything on there at all there's no sort of um there's no bitterness with it it is a whip beer so yeah expecting it to be a little bit more kind of like clean and crisp and a little lighter but it definitely delivers it is definitely a good whip beer and the you know that inclusion of the orange it is really nice um not sure if i've picked out the coriander yet or maybe what oh, that's yeah, yeah. doing within Do it uh, but that may 
my did, pay. Did you get, did you get any right sense of like soapiness or like or like herbaliness or anything like that? Sometimes that's where the coriander can come come out as. Mm, I think depending perhaps, on if it's seed or leaf, which I assume it's well, seed. it's not a. It's definitely not a soapiness. Um, there is kind of a bit of a herbaly, like almost as soon as you uh, take a swig, you get this slight herbaliness that hits you at the back of the mouth, which I thought was perhaps more of a, a, a peel sort of, uh, you know, like an orange peel kind of mm. flavour. But, but you know, having a few more sips, it's definitely a slightly herbal kind of hit. It might be the orange peel as well, but definitely a herbal hit in the back of the throat there, sort of as soon as you sip it, which... And it goes quite quickly, and the orange kind of the, that refreshing orange kind mm. of cuts through instead. Mm. But I mean, so so easy to drink. Excellent. I'm just going to constantly. I'm not even going to talk at all now. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> just, just drink. It'll be gone so quickly. Uh, Adam, uh, yeah. uh, I've got a remarkably <gasps> similar looking beer. Yeah. Uh, it's I think probably a little more orangey yellow mm. in tone. Mm. Um, but thick, again, thick. Yeah. yeah, it's like a like. Do you know that I have my fingers behind here, or is it being disintegrated by a field? Can't tell. Just, just thick as all hell. Yeah, and I'm holding it. You know, the sun is hitting it, and there's still nothing. Um, yeah. It was quite a bit of head when I poured it. Was the head was about to there? Slowly, slowly dissipated. Still probably twice as much as yours sort of settle out on there, Ben. Mm. It's got a lovely, smooth, slightly citrusy, little bit of tro- tropical fruit, and then. Something else I can't quite tell on the nose. It's giving it a little bit of a, a bit of a bitter sheen to the to those. Yeah. It's the Azaka. Yeah, I've never had an Azak <laughs> um, hop. I have no idea what Azak tastes like. This is yeah, I couldn't point it out. No. No. Oh, this is really interesting. It's um. It actually mouth feels super thin. I mm. thought it had more velvety, but I think I think part of yeah. that's probably from the five point four percent only. But mm. it's it's quite wet. I'm it actually feeling the malts see, coming coming through as well. Mm. It's a bit of um, a little bit of like slightly roasted, but mostly just just a very light medium malty flavor that's sort of offset mm. by again. Really, it's, this is quite a light, delicate taste. I was expecting sort of something maybe a bit more forceful, given mm-hmm. that it has like what five, four hops, three. I can yeah. count El Dorado. <laughs> it's not an L and a Dorado hop. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually really really smooth. I'm really light. That citrusy note that I got off of the nose is actually quite a bit backwards. It's like again really light. Uh, I would say slight passion fruit, but again, understated. This is just a much more delicate beer than I was prepared for. Mm. I also had mm. um, two and a half bowls of really spicy ramen I made at home earlier, and I'm wondering mm. if my taste buds um, might be a be little duller off. than normal. <laughs> uh, no, because with all the beers, like, I find them to be quite subtle, to be honest, Like when they put like, oh, this hop in it and that hop in it. Not that it's a bad thing, but yeah. The, f- yeah. the flavor is not always in your face. Mm. It's like yes, yeah. I guess this is so I'm, for an Arbor beer. I'm actually surprised. Like it's quite mm. more delicate than I'm used to. Again, you're right. They're not in your face beers, but mm. I'm yeah. I'm just um, navigating it. Is um, mm. 
more tricky. Not to say it's bad. Again, it's not like it's just yeah. sort of understated, and I'm having difficulty pulling the tastes apart. But the overall yeah. taste is really quite good, really refreshing. Yeah. Like if I had cracked this earlier today, I've been very, very happy. Assuming it was actually out in the sun. Um, mm. so what I really like good, is that that malt coming days. through, which I think would I don't think wouldn't if everything else was a little more powerful. But that like slight passion fruit. Uh, along with the citrus, and then a little bit of something almost a bit soapy, like a, a herbal mm. soapy. I'm not sure what it mm. is. Uh, um, but, yes, yeah, that's sort of le- leveling it all up. Just, yeah, it's, it's really refreshing and really easy to drink, which mm. might be the downfall. <laughs> um, it's cool. always the downfall. Um, right. Um, so... I didn't bring a topic-ish because I haven't really been playing games much because I've been busy this week. Super busy. Um, yeah. Um, but... Is it our Super Celebration episode? Hey. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, you can officially call me Dr. Adele. <laughs> well, not officially, I guess, because I haven't been conferred the degree, but I passed my defense. Um, so that's a thing. Um cool so yes that's weird i still haven't <laughs> that figured out how to feel about it it doesn't seem real um mm. but what i was gonna it say takes is times a process <laughs> yeah uh, what i was gonna say is we we, we did get a, a, a piece of news earlier today from microsoft and sony i thought we we might want some interesting mm. speculation mm. that we could have um so what did microsoft and sony say they co-announced that they are working together um, in a partnership in and around gaming. Uh, basically, they're cloud solutions for both Microsoft and Sony's gaming divisions, i.e. Xbox and PlayStation brands, will use Microsoft Azure and its cloud stuff, as well as Sony will use Azure for its content streaming services and tools for content creators. And then there was a bunch of more vague stuff because it's not actually created about their semiconductors and AI also working together, mm. which like is so wonderfully vague, but also yeah. like could mean so many different things. So I thought we we might have some fun speculating. Uh, I just think it's yeah, you know, companies lease technology all the time. It's, I, I yeah. think it's no different from like, oh, we're making a game in Unity. Or Unreal, and we're licensing it. Uh, but this <laughs> is more it. infrastructure based, I guess, is the thing. Yeah, right? and it's like, yeah, it's just they're not going to communicate. You know, like it's not like you're going to be able to. At most, you'd be able to like cross cross platform play, but it's not going to be like, I oh yeah, know. I'm going to get achievements on The Last of Us or anything like that. You know, obviously, when you know people see Microsoft and Sony, it is a big thing, but it's just. I, I I don't know. It is big, but not in an interesting way for gamers. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, I, I, I think I I think I'd agree a little bit with that. Mm. Um, in that, I think you're right. That this isn't the like one console future style. What? Know, but that's what people are saying on Twitter. Mate, mm. no, I want that. I, I just want to play much every more, I think it's much more a um, both of them are getting a little bit scared by Google. Yeah. And they want Join to courses. to share technologies and it you know a lot of it's uh, of, of what I've read as well is is 
you know, saying from Microsoft sort of side, and you know, Sony are going to be adopting, uh, you know, Azure as their kind of like their content streaming stuff. So who knows what's happening with their Gaikai, uh, like PlayStation now kind of arm, what what's going on there, or whether it's just going to all, you know, transfer over in next gen over to um, to Azure and Microsoft. Whether, as you say, Lucy, they're just kind of like renting the service or the system from them to be mm, able to implement into kind of their own then infrastructure and take that and use themselves. Um, as you mentioned, Adol, like details are so sort of vague currently. Scant, yeah, yeah. We don't really know kind of what's happening. I just think they're both a little bit, um, a little bit, a little bit catchy about Google yeah. possibly, or at least someone else kind of trying to come into this market and doing something that they've been thinking about for a while. Mm. And someone who has a lot of fucking money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, th yeah. I think it's smart on Sony's behalf because their you know, online infrastructure is not as robust as Microsoft. So, mm. um, yeah, it's, it's just, it, you know, it's not. <laughs> you oh, yeah, know, yeah. No, I, was, hardware, I, was, I was but feigning shark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, in the nicest possible way. Um, it, when you think of online game, you don't think of PSN as such. So, if they can leverage some of the you know technology and the useful tools just to make you know Sony's like you know online infrastructure more streamlined, then it only benefits like PS5 gamers or uh, yeah, how I mean, long I think, this takes. Yeah, I think the key is that this is this is so far in advance. I think it's definitely a next gen thing. Yeah, um, yeah. and yeah, I mean. The big thing is, if for content streaming, Google's done their thing, so it's like, well, Sony's not going to make re reinvent the wheel. Do you want to just, yeah, it's, it's just like, we don't want to give any space to Google, mm -hmm. even if it's on the back end, because that'll just help them learn the market, and they have enough coffers to then turn around after that. Like, if Sony just, if, if Google didn't even do a lot of content and just was, like, happy leasing out their, yeah. their infrastructure... They'll learn from that, from what mm. Sony will go through the bad stuff, and then Google will really push their stuff once they figured that stuff out. And they're not mm. dumb. They know that this is basically what Google does. If they don't buy someone who's already figured it out, they mm. kind of don't really enter a marketplace until someone's figured it out, and they think they've, so they can like reap the rewards. But we yeah. also know that you think from things like Google Plus coming out after Twitter that they're not very good at that either. Yeah, to stick into things. But yeah, it benefits both Microsoft and Sony because yeah. Microsoft is like, okay, for all those, God knows, let's say 50 million people on PSN, then, you know, <laughs> they're using the technology. Mm. And then, uh, you know, Sony are leasing it, more money from Microsoft, you know. Same with, like, cross-play on PC. Doesn't, Microsoft don't care where you're buying their games. Yeah. Even if it's on Switch now, they're getting that revenue, so... I mean, I think that's the the advantage that Microsoft has always had is that they just have their fingers in every end of mm. the pie. Yeah. And I think that's what, like, there's a reason why the Xbox Live infrastructure has always been better than PSN. Mm. Microsoft mm. plays in that arena. They just go down the hall. Software, yeah. And, yeah they're good at that. Well, and yeah. hardware, right? Like, yeah, they're in the sense good of, at like, hard, well, NT in recent years, like, yeah. They've definitely. been the center of networking stuff for a long time mm. and server yeah. software as a service is a thing that when i worked in it like 10 years ago microsoft was really pushing on the on their corporate side and then xbox live came out and they're like oh yeah you've already done the sort of theoretical legwork we'll just sell it and people bought it and then it became yeah, a, yeah. like they, they flipped it and so 
it, Xbox Live became the paradigm of what they wanted all their other services to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, you know, why would they go, and make, go out and make a DVD player to put in like every Xbox? It's like, no. Let's pay another company who already does the job yeah. better. Well, let's just, yeah, let's well, just like, get whatever PlayStation are putting into their, you know, their system yeah. at the prices that uh, they're getting for, and we could stick that drive into our, our next-gen box or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously, yeah. PlayStation have kind of always worked with other companies through the creation of their consoles and stuff. Um, you know, whether it was with Nintendo on sort of like early prototypes when they first wanted to get into the market and then jumping to Philips to mm. be able to actually make the PlayStation and stuff. Um, I know Sony do a lot with like imaging hardware and... Um, whatever their other like imaging like camera sourcing division thing yeah. that they have which actually makes <laughs> them some money alongside PlayStation yeah. you know they, they have a couple of divisions which I think maybe Microsoft are lacking in a little bit and, and you know it might not just be this cloud sharing thing that might be the news for gamers and what we're getting mm. but it might be like just a sharing of initiatives kind of across the across the board really from everybody um, yeah. yeah I mean going I think back to, go on. I was just going to say going back to what you said earlier Adol um, Microsoft do have, in at least the network infrastructure kind of side, uh, you know, just years and years and years and years. Um, even going back even further, like almost 20 years ago, when we're looking at like Windows NT and stuff like this, you know, that was like the, the networking system that all offices used. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they kind of, you know, might monopolize that kind of side of things a little bit, but they've had years to work and perfect and, you know, get everything kind of as it should be, which which yeah. did culminate in in, in you know Xbox Live, um, so it's just it's kind of nice to see them sharing. Really. Yeah, yeah, I think I think what's nice is just to see the humility of Sony. It's like we're not good at this, so you know, please help us. Mm. <laughs> well, so this is where yeah, the second part is actually really quite intriguing to me because the neither Microsoft nor Sony are particularly in the semiconductor business. Mm. that type of hardware isn't really... Like, the AI, definitely, Microsoft has been dabbling in for ages. Yeah. But I... This is what gave, made me think there might they might actually have realized that with things like PC um, getting more news time, at least, with things like Epic and uh, the Steam battle and um, and games like Fortnite not needing really strong hardware so suddenly people with shitty pcs are playing games more Mm. um i'm wondering if they've if there's a chance that they are going to i mean right now their their systems are hardware all virtually identical like swappable and i'm wondering if this is them going further down that path so that like developers can easily develop for both Mm, and then it's just a politics game on who buys the exclusives because yeah, that means yeah, the exclusives true. can roll out, and then the, that like that shift will still retain most of the exclusive revenue because it's mostly first few months sales. But that will keep gamers away from things like Google. If like suddenly there's a chance I can play the Sony exclusive at some point in, in the future on the Xbox or stuff like that, and like AI and semiconductors is is where you, like it's sort of more sort of fundamental to, to systems. And yeah. so I'm, I'm curious whether there is some acknowledgement of like maybe not cross-play because I think they like their environments separate because that's what really drives people to one brand or the other. But like yeah. some notion of synergy seems like it might be on the table and that that gave me pause. Just, just sort of thinking, oh, well, semiconductors, why the fuck would they co- cooperate on that unless there was like something that they wanted to easily do on both? Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, it's, I think it's kind of 
um, you know, with the with the exclusivity sort of thing. Uh, obviously, it is these days a lot easier to port between kind of like the two systems, uh, but it still takes time to be able to do it. But if we get to a point where a developer can essentially just all they have to do is load the same Libraries. files up onto onto you know PSN or onto Xbox Live, and that is it. It's done. Copy it takes someone us, yeah. a day to kind of to, <laughs> to put that across. That will save people a ton of time, a ton of work. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of becomes a little bit that you know that one console future does take a little step kind of forward whether that is you know not a console as such but a platform and you know we start to get into actually mm. where kind of this this industry is is going in the future um i think we're still a little way off of oh, yeah. all of that or at least one console generation off of that i would imagine yeah it, it's just nice to see them playing nice and like mm. you know like with Nintendo and Microsoft, I mean, there's a lot less bad blood between them and Sony, but you'd yeah. think that's generations ago. So yeah, maybe yeah, Microsoft, Microsoft gonna buy Nintendo and Sony, and I'll play as Last Disney of Us on my Nintendo. Switch, unlocking achievements. No, we all know. Yeah, I was gonna say we all know it's Disney. Let's come on. <laughs> yeah, oh god. It would have been. I want. I want to know who approached who on this as well. Because Lucy, you said like the humility of, of Sony to kind of be like, oh look, we mm. need to do something about this. Let's let's go to Microsoft. They're the market leader in what we're kind of looking to do. Let's discuss this with them. Whether this has come out of a failed discussion with someone else, whether this was the first stop that they made to go and sort of talk to, it. but also for Microsoft to be like, actually, yeah, we we will do this. We will we share our yeah. you know yeah. tech. Obviously, it needs to be kind of like a two-way street. So either it's for a certain fee. Or we want you to help us with this, or you know, however that kind of deal has come about. I'd at least place, they had the, the business mm, sense to kind of say, "Yeah, let's mm, actually let's do this." I'd place bets on that, like Satya Nadella and I don't know, Shuhei were just drunk in a bar at GDC or something <laughs> like that. That's, uh, uh, that's probably how it came about. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I think I think Lucy's bang on with her first observation of of it's the spectre of Google. And and, mm. and like didn't you say that? I think the you enemy that. of the enemy is my friend. Yes, they're both just taking yeah. a page at a Sun Tzu. And Nintendo's like, we don't care about online. Yeah, here's some <laughs> NES games. A Pokemon <laughs> Mario Maker too. Oh, that looks so good. Yeah, Can't I've never it. played a Mario Maker game. We're gonna it's, do a brief tangent, and you can tell me why I should. Um. Because right, it's Mario, because <laughs> it's like the only way we're gonna get to play like Super Super Mario Bros. Mm. and Free and World Land. F- the oh, just stop. Um, the, the art style of the U one like actually offends me. Um, it's awful. But anyway, um, the fact that you can Ooh. play those art styles and actually have some. You know, decent experiences with it. The, the the worst thing about the first one was the problem with curation and spotlighting good levels, not just auto scrollers. And you know, it looks like they're doubling down on you know how to search for levels, how to find the best oh, creators, like what you want, different art styles. Yeah, background. yeah. Because I have no interest in making it, but the the like the amount of new things, like things that have never even been seen in a like. Mario game, um, not just using like you know assets from a Mario game and having them work differently in you know the physics work yeah. work different depending on which game, just new things entirely and it's like, oh, like I, you could design your own things. 
No, it's like it's new new tools, like like stuff that's never been in like a Mario game from what I can remember. Like something to do with like like you can hop inside the skin of a dry bones. What? That's never been in Mario. I was gonna say I don't know what that means, but it sounds horrifying. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And it's you you're wearing the dead carcass of a dry bones. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's never been in Mario, but it's like, oh, that's something you made that's now Mario law. You know, Mario's like sick in the head. <laughs> Just go to the I mean, that's worse than, than <laughs> Hat Guy. What's Hat Guy's name again? Hat Guy. My, the Hat Israel in Odyssey. Oh, Cappy. Cappy, thank you. I was like, yeah, Hattie? like, oh, Happy? Cappy no, was never a thing, and now Cappy's a thing. He's yeah, yeah, but it sounds like canon. this is like proto Cappy. Like, what if there wasn't a hat, but you still could jump in in an enemy? Well, instead of just, like, having a magic hat transport your soul or mm. whatever the fuck is going on, you literally just jump inside it, like some sort of yeah. horror. You crawl inside the skin of a dry bones. I, I wonder if Mario has always had this ability. It's only now at the height of his popularity that he's allowed to. He can get away with it. I, can, I don't think this is the height of his popularity. You can wherever you like. You can get away with it. You can jump inside someone else's skin. It's fine. I'll get away with it. It doesn't matter. It's always been his fetish, but people know not to kink yeah. shame anymore. That's mm. what it is. That's it. Mm. That's it. Yeah. I mean, why does he get the hat through See, the, the thing whole is, last game? He, he's not really trying to save the princess. He just wants to wear a dress. <laughs> yeah, because he did that in. Um, How's that for a macabre? In Odyssey, because <laughs> in Odyssey he, he did cross dress. You could put yeah, him in see, a. Um, that's what I'm uh, in a dress, in, in a wedding dress. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, that's what Nintendo's doing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, at the so I'm get, thinking Ben, if you have a topic, maybe get you to do your bit of majority speaking now before we wear out the rest of your voice, and then have True. you barking that's as fair. the third yes. um, bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so I um, got to play and review a Playtale Innocence. Uh, the review is up on the site. Um, and now we will read it. Forgot to read it before. <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to read it. You're gonna get. It. You're gonna get it now. Well, you're gonna get a bit no, more. No, I want to. I want to um, read it because I'm genuinely intrigued by that game. Uh, so I don't know uh, anything about this game. <laughs> I might okay. actually, but I don't. Nothing's ringing any bells, and I didn't read the thing that I was gonna read. <laughs> That's all right. So, uh, a Playtale Innocence is um, Focus Home Interactive, published, uh, developed by Asobo Studios, who was someone I hadn't heard of before, but have worked on a lot of um, games as sort of like an assisting studio. Mm-hmm. So, I think they've done things on like Forza and um, some um, like licensed. Like I can't remember whether it was Disney games or Pixar games, or you know those mm-hmm. kind of like licensed kiddie kind of games. Um, I think they have made some of their own stuff before, but nothing is jumping out of my head. I did have a look at all of this. Mm. Uh, well, I you know last week when I was playing the game, so I'm like I don't know who these people are. Let's see where they've come from, and was very surprised as to you know like the direction that this game has mm. taken versus kind of like their previous stuff. But um, uh, basically, it's um, a Playtale Innocence is a a sort of a very light um, stealth action game but it's much more of a narrative driven mm. experience um, you for the most part players uh, Amicia um, who is a teenage girl 
it's set in France in the um, about the middle of the 14th century, I think 1348, um, and very much revolves around um, the Black Death, the, the, the plague mm. that sort of rats carried across Europe, and um, gives it a little bit of a supernatural twist as well. Oh. You know, it's not just the Black Death. There's some rats yeah. hanging about, people are dying. Uh, it gives it a supernatural twist. Um, to kind of you know drive that story a little bit more to kind of give you a, a an antagonist in in this kind of story as well, um, but essentially you um, at the beginning of the game Aramisia and you have to take your your younger brother Hugo who is about five or six something like that um, mm. and who has had a very sheltered life um, because he's just a bit of a poorly boy. Um, you have to you have to take him away because uh, the Inquisition has invaded your home. And they want Hugo for some reason. Mm. So you're just thrown into the world by your mother and um, sent on your way. But it does a really good way, uh, a really good thing at the start of the game where it kind of teaches you the whole like stealth element of things. You know, you're crouching around, you're moving behind cover. You've got to kind of watch people's movements and things to be able to get through these mm. uh, like corridor sort of um, or, or, or multi corridor sort of spaces. Yeah. Um, and that is kind of the majority of the of the game. It mm-hmm. it paces things quite well with um, with puzzles as well. Okay. So it might be that you have to, uh, you know, move a big box across the room to be able to jump on it, get Hugo or another companion because there are other people that join you to turn a lever which will drop something. You can then move to another part of a, a, another platform, and, and you know, mm-hmm. those sort of very light kind of puzzle elements. Uh, it also has not just this kind of the Inquisition after you. Uh, the the rats mm. uh, are a, a kind of an enemy, but they're also uh, very much part of the kind of like the puzzle play of the game. Oh, okay. So basically, at night, like the the, the rats reverse the light, so they mm. don't come out in the day, um, but at night they're they're everywhere. And yeah, like swarms you, of them. Swarms of them, exactly. Yeah. And you, uh, almost as soon as you have kind of stepped into the darkness, mm-hmm. the rats will rush over to you and and consume you. And you've got maybe like two seconds to get back into the light, mm. which I don't think I ever achieved. Once I kind <laughs> oh, of, really? you know, mis- mm. misstepped and the rats were there, I don't think I ever got back into that, unless you just kind of like clipped it and moved back in sort of thing. Um, they, are, they are brutal. But... Mm. It, that allows you to have some very kind of clever puzzles as you're moving through by using different light sources, by moving light sources, by um, throwing rocks oh, yes, to yeah. uh, smash lanterns and things. Um, you have a slingshot, so basically the only thing Amicia can do is uh, fire sort of like one projectile um, to do something, um, which makes like encounters with humans when you've got two or three of them, you know, super difficult, and you've got to kind of you know, you've got to really have your wits about you to, to be mm. able to get off a slingshot shot towards someone to take them down. Um, that's kind of like the rough gameplay. Uh, but the thing that I absolutely love is the narrative in this and the relationship between Amicia and Hugo. Um, they are kind of estranged. Uh, Amicia being that much older, has spent mm. much of her life kind of like outdoors, um, you know, training with her slingshot, hanging around in the woods with her father. Um, and Hugo spent all of his time indoors, so they don't really know each other, and it's a really good tale about kind of how their relationship grows. Mm. 
Mm. Um, and I, I think they, the developer and the, 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 the writers have made this balance really well between, you know, it's not just like, oh, now we know each other a bit more. Oh, great, now we know each other a bit more. There are moments when uh, Amicia, as a teenager, will snap at Hugo for doing something and he then will sulk. And, you know, in the, it's not until maybe like the next scene that she realises that actually she probably shouldn't have done that and they kind oh, of, wow. you know, she, she tries to have a moment with him. Um, there's moments when he... Your cat has just like opened the door. Um, no, uh, I, someone made a noise out in the hallway. I haven't closed the door, oh. as you can see. If you're on yes, the I, video, I don't know. Um, and oh. I just, yeah. So there's, uh, there's there's lots of really good moments between the between the two of them, and the supporting characters as well do come into that. And there's some some you know actually one of the the moments where I almost choked up a little bit is more towards the end with one of the companion characters rather than sort of like between the between the two of them. Mm. Um, it's it's just that narrative drove me really yeah. through, uh, especially when those stealthier kind of moments started to become a little bit rote, um, and mm. thinking, okay, I'm, I'm kind of doing a very similar thing again, just to just to move me from kind of like this space to this space. You know, they had to get me there somewhere, and wanted something in between these two story parts. So it is this kind of multi-path stealth bit that I kind of have is to it, do. Is it like structured like? kind of like the last of us like you know stealth action bit of so puzzles. at least in the in the last of us you know you had um slightly more power you know you had powerful weapons yeah, maybe ammo was scarce combat. but you yeah. had elements where you could just you know unload uh, an ak magazine towards mm-hmm. people or something like that but it yeah. it, it also um you know, in The Last of Us as well, you were crafting things like knives or bats and stuff. Yeah. To be able to stealthily take down people, uh, you know, Amicia cannot just go up behind someone and take them down. Yeah. She not so much as... Like... Sorry, I should have phrased my question better. Not so much in the mechanics, because as you said, it's like more mm. of a passive stealth game, a, a plague yeah. innocent. But, um, like, just in terms of, like, okay, it's stealth section now. Now we're going to do a bit of puzzles. Now we're going to do narrative. Now we're going to do stealth. Is it like, you know, like small... Ish yes. Open yeah. world. Yeah, I'd like, say yeah. they're probably a little bit smaller than the Last mm. of Us. I think yeah. the Last of Us tended to uh, to sprawl a little bit through yeah. its environments. Um, a Plato does keep things quite quite light, which is nice. Mm. There are some bigger puzzles, which which do take you a little bit more time, and they're quite elaborate, which is good. It's great to sort of tax you that that little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's some like some timed elements where things will kind of like move back if you haven't quite got there in time and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, it, it, but it, yeah, it does it does pace it quite similarly to the, to the Last yeah. of Us. Um, it's only which, about ten hours long. I've heard about that. Or? Uh, yeah, probably mm-hmm. about that. Uh, you mm-hmm. can good length. You can explore a little bit. So there yeah. are a few kind of collectibles that you can pick up. There's some nice moments with with Hugo. Uh, you know, he's he's lived indoors all his life. He's studied quite a bit, and he knows flowers. Okay. So you're walking along, and suddenly you will see just a, a patch of sort of flowers growing around all of this kind of like within this destruction as such. And Hugo will run over and he'll he'll pick a flower and he'll put it behind Amicia's ear and her hair, <laughs> and he'll tell her kind of what it is. And you know that is a collectible, but you will only find that if you do a little bit of kind of exploration and stuff yeah yeah Yeah, and you stray a little bit and there's other things that you can kind of collect and Mm. pick up um i i think it's just there to you know 
give a little bit of exposition yeah. give a few more of these kind of like these little moments between the characters and things so uh, they're not kind of necessary for any kind of progression or, or anything like that yeah. um, collectibles well yeah, in video games yeah. Nowadays, I mean there it? is so mm. similarly again to The Last of Us mm. there is that resource collection type thing right. where you're picking up different bits around yeah. the map um, so whether that's uh, like sulfur or rocks and oil and suddenly you can make a um, like a flaming Molotov cocktail well almost <laughs> yeah. like a flaming rock basically that you can yeah. s wing towards a torch and it will you know create mm. light somewhere that you can then move to and things like this so that's where this kind of like this supernaturally alchemaic kind of right. element mm. comes into it as well um, and a lot of the story kind of revolves around like little bits of alchemy and those those sorts of things. It delves into that sort of side uh, yeah. of stuff. Um, but again, it's kind of it's very light on those elements. Um, it touches on kind of like France and a little bit of French history. There's moments where you're moving through a, a battlefield after one of the kind of like the, the the battles that happened during the Hundred Year War with the English. So the English also turn up at, at some point. Yeah. Um, okay, that's interesting. Yes, there is now Sean Bean, Sean Bean. also <laughs> reading uh, a, a, a Blake poem, I think. He's doing the um, rounds. Yeah. Oh, so he's literally just... He's only in stealth games now. No, he's not even in the game. <laughs> oh, so he's not in the game. He's not in the game. Unless he does some voiceover that I didn't yeah. read the credit for. Um, he is just doing a bit of promotional material mm. for the game. Yeah, that's, um, I find yeah, that I mean, reprehensible to be the first sort of screenshot you see on the Steam page. Oh, is it really? Yeah, so like... I think it only came out today or yesterday, that, that little yeah, shit. I saw, I saw, it, yeah, I saw it. So it's probably yeah. just the most, the newest... You know how they have the, like, the series of screenshots and videos and stuff? The mm. queue. It's probably the newest in the front. Yeah. yeah. But I was just like... Well, whatever works. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't been Sean Bean yet, because apparently he's a big deal. <laughs> not. Yeah. Just consumed by rats mm. at the end. Um, so, yeah. so this is like five rabid... Two rabid rats up? Four out of five <laughs> rabid rats. Uh, you know, I don't like getting no, I know that's why I'm things. saying this. I'm just um, baiting you. I mean, for, for I mean, for both of you, um, you know, for people who like games like The Last of Us, for Never people played. who like, say, narrative-driven walking simulators, but want maybe a little bit of a twist mm. on that, um, you know, a twisted news game. Uh, you know, you're or, or a game that, that, that looks like it's a news game, but turns out it's not. So it's like a fake news game. Exactly, <laughs> fake news game. Yes, yes. Oh, um. <laughs> I've got more to speak about that. But um, yeah, like uh, no, but our friend MC Fixer played it, and he doesn't like yeah. stealth games, and he really liked it. So, mm. oh yeah, I guess don't was... exactly have to like stealth. Yeah, because yeah, it, it sounds forgiving enough. I was just yeah, saying. it is, it is. <laughs> So stealth is is a mechanic, but it's not a it's not a stealth game in the sense of like the the core gameplay is is you trying to be as stealthy yeah. as possible versus one of the mechanics is stealth and exactly exactly it's not it it, it is more kind of um, you know it's more Last of Us than it is Metal Gear. Right. It's Life sort of Strange sense. two with rabid French rats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> not, not all the rats are French because if they were all French, they never would have been infected. Some of them had true. to come from somewhere else. Yeah. That's very true. I, I just googled it because I know the Black Death killed a lot of people. A lot of people. Seventy-five to two hundred million people in f what's that? Four years. 
that's that across that's, that, and that's across most across of mainland Europe, Europe, Europe and, yeah, yeah. Eurasia. Yeah, like that's crazy, man. And <laughs> think about how small the world's population was then. Mm. Vaccinate, vaccinate your, your kids. I was gonna say vaccinate your rats. <laughs> we could vaccinate and your rats. Right, yeah. Yeah. Might be a bit harder. There's definitely more rats than there are humans. Mm-hmm. Not in Alberta. Oh, yeah. If you really? do, if you look at the like the Wikipedia page of the regular generic rat, it'll ha- it has a map showing where where in the world there aren't any, and and the province I grew up has banned rats. Can't have them as oh, pets, bit... and they oh, police the borders for so long that they're just. There aren't rats in, in Alberta. Rats this giant next, thing. You know, like, and so like a couple years ago, <laughs> some rats made it across the border and it made the news. Like that's how ridiculous it is. a statue of a rat up in commemoration <laughs> of their journey. Like, um, Yeah, and so, yeah, it's weird. So I, like, I, like the notion of like rats eating your garbage or whatever or like rats in your house. Yeah. We've only ever had mice as a problem in, in, in homes growing up. And then I found out it was because rats were like, logistically and legally (laughs) fucking banned you're not allowed here in 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 a a landmass that's bigger than (laughs) texas right like that's crazy yeah yeah. well that's good control yeah it's very good control Um, Um, as a as a final kind of thought unless you guys have any questions on a plague tale innocence it is currently my top game i've played so far this year Ah, I was well, going to say how Resident much of a recommend it is because <laughs> that's true. I haven't played Resident Evil. <laughs> um, no, that's yeah. That's, are that's you worried impressive. that having played just played a game called A Plague Something or Other, and the fact that you're ill, that maybe the <laughs> spiritual <laughs> alchemy stuff is transcendent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, completely. That's, that's, I mean, that that, is, that was my first thought, but I I quickly like, moved away. From this it. Plague Tale mm. isn't innocent at all. It's made me sick. <laughs> Um, it looks really good. I do want to I mean, check it, it out. It, it also does, looks I'm, really pr- much prettier than I would have thought, given just yeah. Well, the lighting, pretty now. the lighting is so so good. Uh, of course, some of the lighting needs to be good yeah. because it's, right. a lot of the stealth and the the exploration is based on lighting and light right. sources and being able to move between them. But even the ambient lighting during the daytime, the way it falls through the forest, mm-hmm. just the way it kind of bounces off of uh, 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 of surfaces and things, it works really really well. And this can't um, be with uh, ray tracing. Uh, I wouldn't have thought so. Because I mean, like, the, the consoles can't do it, can they? Yeah, so, yeah on PS4. Yeah, 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 yeah. So can you imagine uh, what the Sonic. next generation of plague-like games will be? Well, I was going to say, I, I really want like this has given me a taste for the for the setting, and you know, I, yeah, I, I really want cool something thing. else now from this you know like time era. period or from this kind of like from this world century. from these guys again. Yeah. Whether that's something completely different, whether it is something set you know uh, in the future because obviously they can do what they want with it really can't yeah. they they've, they've made yeah. they've made the kind of the real world events supernatural enough that they could do whatever they they want around that so i'm sure yeah, assassin's it, creed 25 will have you covered <laughs> don't we already have an assassin's creed 25 probably probably <laughs> no nah, just... um there's been what there's only been like Ten years worth of Assassin's Creed. Obviously, yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be in the year. high teens. It's got to be in the high teens. Yeah, again, yeah. With like say, liberation like and stuff like Assassin's that. Creed. Oh, Jesus, doing no, two. No, God, Brotherhood, please, no. Revelations, three. He's going for it. <laughs> liberation. Yeah, that's hey, one I don't of them. Know. Black, Black flag. flag. Yep. Freedom Cry. Does that count? That was the standalone Black Flaggy one. It's standalone. It counts. Unity. Mm. 
Syndicate. Rogue. Uh, Rogue. Rogue, yeah. Uh, Odyssey and Origins. And China, and you've got Russia, three India. Platform China, India, ones. So that's 16. Yeah, it's probably up to like, probably, like, probably some mobile games we don't There's going to be a Facebook game. Yeah, it's There's probably be. a mobile game. I, I'm In fact, there definitely find... is a mobile game. Yeah. Trying maybe, to find the maybe. series I'd... link on yeah, the Wikipedia. High teens. I don't think we're at 25 yet. No, but there is only one of Plague Tale Innocence, or at least that is there's true. only one game set in the world of the universe okay. of a Plague Tale. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Seems cool. It it seems like your um, Hellblade of this year. Uh, yes, I did. Mm. I did draw some some similarities with Hellblade as well, and it does have that kind of yeah, 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 smaller budget, but also again, it does have that kind of you know uh, those elements. And and Hellblade, it very much came through the you know the voices and Mm. the. The changing in the visualizations and the lighting yeah. coming kind of at you whilst you're just walking through an environment. This very much is you walking through an environment kind of with a torch in hand and your mm-hmm. your brother kind of under your arm and mm-hmm. these rats just like coming at you and you've got to find your way through this sort of you know maze like set of corridors. So yeah. Hell yeah, was like an eye test. <laughs> for me. No, I failed. <laughs> Yeah, it's like an eye test for so, so like there's finding a, those runes. Either trees. twenty or twenty-one, <laughs> uh, depending on if you count discovery. Well, oh, is that the uh, Assassin's Creed for... Two DS game? Oh, I thought oh. you meant like the discovery mode or the museum mode or something. No, I mean so so including the DS games, there's twenty-one. Doesn't include um, the ed- doesn't games? include remakes, right? Doesn't include Ezio collection. No, no, these aren't collections. These are just um, the games. That's it. Yeah. Wow. Jeez, we have enough. <laughs> yeah. We have enough Ubisoft. So, so we're I mean, twenty-five. Okay, isn't that far off? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We need more Prince Persia. Yeah, absolutely. As we said earlier, we need yeah, more and Splinter Cell, and I would happily take another safe part. Uh, I, I mean, let's just make it Princess of Persia, and get all the gamer nerds angry. As, as long we as it's two D. And I'm jumping oh, on he- things. Here's the question for you. <laughs> Do yes. you think Metroidvania. the glass Ooh. that contains the sands of time is made out of sands of time? No. <laughs> <laughs> of Ask not. and answer. Because the sands of time are finite. I know, Why would but you waste the sands true. of time making Because they used it all making the glass. Oh, so they, fucking... No, no, but, but, but like, then you have to ask why regular glass can contain the sands of time. You don't have to have that question if the glass itself Couldn't any is vessel the sands of time. Com- they could put in a bucket, surely? The sands of time are just special. <laughs> you, mean, you can't turn, you turn the bucket upside down and just look at the floor like, oh. <laughs> oh no, I've got to go through grain by grain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dustpan. Oh, yes, and then there's up. the dustpan of time. <laughs> Mm. You spend all of your time that you reverse just sweeping it all back up. Like, oh, I'm back in exactly the same moment again. Yeah. I think it's made uh, out of it. I think that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, how is everyone doing for the beers? I'm ready. Ooh, all we right. We the same glass as well, didn't we, Ben? We did. Uh, yes. yes, yeah. I'm going to drink out of this glass again. Like Excellent. Heathen. Yes. I change um, glasses because I'm a professional 
Might just I do too. Yeah. See, look at this. Look at this thing. Um, Lucy, we'll start with you with your fresh glass, and then Ben can, like, I don't know, upturn his glass and let the dregs drip out and <laughs> less taint things. Yes. Taint things less? I don't know. Less taintable. Yeah, or less taint. Less taint. <laughs> Oof. Smaller taint? Is that a thing? <laughs> so. No one wants a smaller taint. Anyway. Um, I mean, it of... depends how. I think True. there's diminishing returns on size of taint. Yes. Yes. Anyway. I don't, I don't know how we got this blue this fast. <laughs> Remember how I was winning the hosting thing with the Instagram thing? I lost all that cred. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> so what are you drinking? The in an instance. Um, I'm drinking a beer from Weird Beard. It's called the Duke of Dank. What a great name! Nice. That's some That's really, really, really good names. Um, it's a Pacific Northwest style red IPA, and it's six point three percent. They always have some flavor text about the beer. Um, let's get to the to the meat, meat and potatoes. Uh, Trying to read the price tag on the top. Two pounds seventy. Their beers are like really, really That's cheap. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's really yeah. affordable. Yeah, uh, I mean, and they've always got like really new, interesting styles. They're one of my favorite brewers. They're so understated. Mm. But, um, let's have a look. Okay, for this beer, we've mashed in speciality malts like Cara Red for the desired color and Graham Cracker sweetness. Uh, we've armed brew with a big addition of clean bittering hop magnum and then chucked in hearty doses of some of the United States' finest hops, Chinook, Nugget, Columbus and Simcoe. So that's quite a lot of hops. Uh, yeah. Better hop Crack it open. It. See if it's mm. as no, red uh, as they say. Was it, was it last week or the week before that you were saying um, Chinook? Chinook. 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 What's 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 Columbus? Because surely it's just it's not just. No, Columbus. Columbus is named after the fucking Columbus guy. Yeah, no, is I get it? that, of course. But so it's he's Columbus, Spanish, yeah. right? Columbus. Was he Portuguese? He was Spanish. Uh, he was working for the Spanish Queen. Uh-oh. Was he Portuguese? I think. He... I have Google here, right? Yeah. You know, you pour Mr. your beer. I'm the last in line in in this thing. You, I will look right. up fucking Columbus. Well, ben, I've got a you start telling us what you're I am drinking a beer from a brewery I haven't had before called the Steam Machine Brewing Company. Oh, God, he's um, Italian. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I knew he was in Spanish, but worked for the, the Catholic monarchs of Spain. Exactly. That's why well, I questioned it. Um, the, yes. uh, history uh, lessons clearly better in Canada. Yeah. Um, well, Maybe. it's actually because I played Assassin's Creed 24, the Columbus era. <laughs> Ooh, look at that head. Sorry, before you yeah, yeah, go it's... on, Ben, seeing as we've just... I think the no. style of glass accentuates it as well, but, you know, that's... It's about half the glass. We almost, I almost brought in a second glass. We almost shared the same glasses for the, for the second bit, but I've only just washed it out from last night when I had an mm-hmm. excellent... Um, it, what was it called? India Export Stout, Export India Stout. One from the Colonel. So like oh, oh, right, okay. And it's yeah, just I had, full I of fucking licorice. Had a Colonel in ages. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I picked up three bottles a few weeks ago. Yeah, they're good. 
Oh, she's frozen in a good position at least. Oh, I mean, this good. is great, and and the fact that you're recording it, so so like and this she... is actually seeable by other people because usually it isn't. Yep. Meanwhile, I'm just causing frame rate issues by spinning my. You're my back, phone Lucy. Yeah, because I was like, hmm. You suddenly said I got three, and then you free, stopped. Free, free beers from uh, Colonel. Oh, uh, yeah. When I, no, not fr- I, I can't say three, three beers from the bottle shop by Colonel. I didn't what? get free yep. beers from Colonel. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I wish I did. Colonel, if you're listening, I, I guess I should have said Trace. Trace. Given their earlier language. Trace. Italian. Yeah. Tray of three beers? <laughs> well, look. Now, Ben. Tell us about your beer. We've been waiting a long time for this. I know, I, I, I mean, I will do an episode all in some stupid, shitty bi- voice, but, oh, Steam Machine. Steam Machine. Steam Machine. Ooh. I've not had these guys before. Uh, this is Island Hopper. It's a double dry hopped IPA with Vic Secret and Citra at 7.4%. So these guys are from Maine. County Durham, which is Durham, like County Durham's Newcastle kind of way, isn't it? Northeast. Is it? Yeah. Um, is, it is it East? Yeah, north, north. northeast. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, because then you got the Lake District so, and all that crap there. I know fuck all about. Um, I, th- I, th- <laughs> I thought it was like in the mm, middle. I don't know. Lake District. No, it's up north. West. That's all we need to know. This island is tiny. It's all in the middle and on the coast at the same time. That's true. It's all in the middle and on the coast. So we're all yeah. Because I I just can't fathom how big Canada is. Cause I'm a Brit. Because there's no rats there either. No, <laughs> just, no, no. There's plenty of rats in Canada, just not in Alberta. How many? Okay, I'm going to look up how many how there's many UKs are there in Canada, in Canada though, or in Alberta. You do that. Like I will 50. tell you. I will tell you about this beer. So Island Hopper, double dry hop IPA with Vic Secret Citra. Having lived on a small island for a number of years, our two founders still love to travel between far away and far flung micro communities. How better to soak up the local climate than sitting on a pebble shore and watching the waves come and go with a beer in hand? This is a big IPA to remind us of both our roots and past adventures, generously dry hopped twice with Australian Vic Secret and US Citra. Very nice. Steam does tell you does tell you it's vegetarian friendly. Good. Not vegan friendly. Oh, weird. Speak it. I mean, what could they possibly have? Can-conditioned. All our beers are unfined, unfiltered, and unpasteurized and contain live yeast. No, the fish stuff would be non-vegetarian. True. I just eat everything. Live yeast? Can you put dead yeast in? No. So surely, if the yeast is... If the yeast is the... Vegans can eat yeast. Vegan. Uh, I mean, if you're a fifth degree vegan, maybe not. Mm. What? Vegans can't eat yeast? Can eat bread. They can eat yeast. Mm. Vegans can eat yeast. Um, What's in yeast? Uh, living organism. What's living organism? What? They can't eat. Uh, I'm just it, dep- it, dep- it depends on, on. Like that's why I jokingly said if you were a fifth degree vegan. But like the problem is, you can't actually avoid microorganisms. Yeah, you you breathe them in every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But 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 putting thing putting live things oh. in thing that you are making does harm and so if you're if, if, if you think it's a harm to living organism thing but it's yeast yeah I know I mean, <laughs> but, but then but then I can't think of what a vegan beer would be because I don't know how you would get around yeast 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe people, maybe people call it a vegan beer, and yeast is. The I, I think it's probably that some people say it's a vegetarian beer, some people say it's a vegan beer, but functionally, yeah, probably, probably to be fair, I don't think I've ever heard a vegan complain about eating yeast. Yeah, but how often uh, do you listen to what a vegan complains about? Uh, um, eating meat. Um, like... <laughs> that's not an how often. I asked you a how often question, and you said what they might potentially complain about. <laughs> I um. Let's move on. <laughs> um. So, Adam, what beer yeah, are you thanks, drinking? Thanks. I was about to say I've got from <laughs> um. Pomona Island Brew, um, which is in Salford. Oh, I was thinking it was in like Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, well, Pomona is an area in the states, but it is the Day Bobo. Oh, Day Bow Bow. Bow Bow. Bow Bow. It is a, Salford, Manchester. Yeah. It is um, 5.6% um, double dry hop pale Vic secret pale mm. ale. And mm. the flavor text say chicka chicka. Double chicka. dry hop with Vic secret. Beautiful. I'm not joking. Is it, it says uh, chicka chicka. Ferris Bueller's favorite beer. So yeah. that's why I realized it was. I mean, it should. That's why I realized it was. Bow, bow. Yep. I like that film. I like that song. Um, I don't like that song. By ooh, who sings that song? Well, the Beatles cover. No, the song that song. Oh, (laughs) I thought you meant like Twist and Shout because wasn't that the Isley Brothers? I can't remember. Everly Brothers. Everly. Huh? Beach Boys, wasn't it? Oh, I thought it was a, probably about 600 people and bands have probably covered that song at this point, so yeah. who knows. More anyway, um, so while mine's settling, let's circle back to Lucy and you can actually tell us what you think about what that beer that I've mm. basically forgotten what it was. It, um, it is like. called the Duke of Dank. Um, it's a Pacific Northwest style red IPA. Because... I was thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to have like a red ale or it's going to be like quite malty and have like that earthy taste to it, but it's an IPA, so maybe it's just I mean you probably can't see it on camera too well it's not red red, it's not like a you know, a sour, sometimes you get like really red sours, it's it's quite a dark amber um, so not completely red but yeah, it's it tastes more like an IPA than you'd think and more than it looks, it's it's got a bit of fruitiness at the start. It's got a bit of maltiness in the body, a um, bit of bitterness on the end. But yeah, I mean, it's it's got that like kind of berry smell, mm. and I mean, it does look. Uh, you know, you describe the colour, but on, on camera, it's got it's got that ruby sort of hue to it. All right. Okay. Yeah, it looks uh, like a, somewhere between a brown ale and a red ale. Like it's got that. Yeah. It's just that yeah. deepness of the red that that sort of mm-hmm. surprised yeah. me. Pour a bit more, and yeah, it, it's. Yeah, slightly red rubyish tint, but yeah, it's quite it's like a dark burnt amber from here. But um yeah, I'll take a picture. Um but yeah, it's it's it, it tastes like a it tastes like any IPA like you know, blind taste testing. I could say, yeah, that, that's an IPA, but um I think it's just like the, those berries in the taste and the aroma that give it away a bit more. Um mm. Yeah, there's 
this it's nice. Um, this, but there's not much more to say about. It. It's not as different as I would have expected, but that's because you know they are going for a northwest style IPA. It just happens to be red. Right. I don't think the red contributes as much in flavour as it mm. does in like um, appearance. Um, apart from like yeah, just, you know you get a bit bit of berries in the in the in the smell and the taste, but, but yeah, it's nice. It's very nice. nice. Um, Caram red malt. Hmm. For for the desired color and Graham cracker sweetness. Okay, I it's have not to, too I, sweet, which is good. I have to stop here. So you call them Graham crackers? What are they? What are they called? We call them Maybe Graham just, crackers. Graham crackers, aren't they? Yeah, well, but, but probably I've never had a Graham cracker. But but <laughs> I do also know that some people. So I grew up knowing some Grahams, and I called them Grahams. But I also know some people go by Graham. Like, hmm. so it's weird because it's Graham where you kind of hear the H, mm-hmm. um, but with the Graham crackers, you basically don't pronounce it at all. So like, oh, okay. so like I know well, people I who go by Graham the way you say it and it's spelled mm-hmm. the same. And I know people who go by Graham, which mm. is spelled the same, but you get that the H is being understated. And then you look mm. at the crackers yeah. and you're like, nope, just Graham. Well, unless, it's, unless you're it's in not the USA Jacob, it's so Graham. Ugh. Graham. 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 Well, I only know about Jacob, not Gray. Graham. (laughs) (laughs) I only know about Jacob and his cream crackers. Good. Nice. Excellent. But yeah, it's a a nice bit. Excellent. Good to hear. Ben. Mm. Um, Before I, before I, uh, you were asking about the name of that song. The name of that song is Oh Yeah. Oh Yeah. By? By Yellow. Yellow. Oh, I should have known that. Hmm. And Twist and Shout is a Beatles song, yes. Yeah. So, the beer Island Hopper from Steam Machine, I haven't even had a taste yet. It smells nice. Oh, wow. Wow, okay. (laughs) Is it a good wow or a bad wow? We'll have to see. Or a nice wow. A nice wow. Or a bow bow. What expected for sort of like an IP. I mean, it's... It's it's super super flat, like really mm. flat. Wow. Um, like no carbonation at all. No carbonation whatsoever. Oh, wow. um, definitely getting a little bit of the the citra coming from this sort of like this this sweetness towards the back of the mouth, like a little little citrusy, but a little bit of sweetness in there as well. It's it's, it's sort of it's very very dank. She doesn't care about the steam machine. Um, it's really dank, which is nice. It's lovely, but that that dankness combined with that sort of that flatness is really um, it, it, it's it's really good. Like it's super malty towards the back as well. That sweetness coming in there. Um, it, it's kind of a bit like a cask beer hmm. in a can. Interesting. Um, just just in the carbonation unit. Uh, well, yeah, like the, the the flatness, the kind of the. The push with the with the malt kind of like towards oh, the back end that are kind of like pushing through a lot more. Um, it's very um, like I, I, it. It kind of almost feels a little bit like more of a real ale than um, than a uh, uh, like a U.S. style kind of like craft beer or a U.S. style kind of like IPA. It's very much more like a, a real ale kind of IPA. But it's not as sort of like thin as because it still you has would kind of get one of those. It's still got that light heft to it. 
Which, I mean, you're not going to get away from in a can, right? Exactly. So it has a, it has a little bit of a creaminess to it um, within the, um, you know, within the body of it. Uh, it's 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 almost sort of translucent. We're kind of getting there. It's probably oh, the yeah. most translucent beer I've had for a while. Um, it's very very sort of bronze. Um, and again, almost sort of like no head to it at all. I'll try and pour a little bit in so I can see if there's going to be anything there. And even sort of chugging in and letting it glug, it's kind of, it hasn't got much on that at all. Even with that like light carbonation creating that little bit of head in there, it's so flat. Interesting. But it's nice. It's kind of, this is definitely the kind of, beer okay sorry what is this this like light on a stick that you have it's a lamp. okay <laughs> it's, a it's lamp. like an led lamp it's not like one yes. of those stick yes. microphones which is just i thought it was like a weird stick. selfie stick something something i was very confused selfie stick me Come that's on, why me. i was confused I'm like why would you have <laughs> this weird why would i act like a millennial you are a millennial mm. I know, sadly. Yeah, I was just like, in everything. So I think in, one well, of the problems is that our generation's so infantilized that they, people forget that most millennials are going to be in their late twenties, early thirties. Um, yep. And what they're really complaining about is the next generation because those guys have grown up in the past ten years because time progresses. I do complain about them a lot. Yeah, but you're probably complaining about the Gen Zs by now. <laughs> yeah. God. Anyway, generations are bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying stuff about fear. It is. Beer it is. And, and then... Because just, just, just interrupting. Because technology grows exponentially. It's not like every generation's like twenty years, sixteen years now. People who were born five years after me are like completely different. But also, mm. it's not just even technology bound. Like, there are people who grew up in different circumstances than you. Mm, on the same true. day you fucking were born, there's going to be someone who has not not a lot in common, not, not a true. lot of the same values, not a lot of the same knowledge yeah. set. It's all a bunch of bollocks. The other mm. Lucy Eward, who lives like not far from me, who's like a year older than me, she's probably got a selfie stick. Yeah, Lucy Fearwood. No, her name's generally Lucy Eward. Oh, is there oh. actually an, another I Lucy I met her Eward? when I was um, at uni, because uh, I went to Manchester... Uni and she went to Manchester Met. Mm. It's like, oh, you're the other Lucy Eward. That's weird. Yeah. I don't think she lives like <laughs> 10 minutes from my house. It's weird. Um, cool. <laughs> um, on that note, um, Ben, did you have anything else you wanted to say about your beer? Uh, yeah, this is uh, just, just sort of as a final thought. This is the kind of beer I want to walk into a country pub and have. Like, you know, you walk into a country pub and the beer selection is limited to kind of very thin cask ales or mm. you know speckled hen or something like that right i want i want this beer in every country pub this wow. is the new this is the new kind of like that just that creaminess that you yeah. get from it and that lovely maltiness that that kicks through i mean the the and it's a double dry hop type here so you're getting a bit bit of dankness very light kind of fruit on the nose really mm. light but mm. It felt it like he was on the that. campaign trail there. All this yeah. beer in every pub in every know, nation. <laughs> this is the kind of beer Nigel Farage does not drink because he's a cunt. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, awesome. Well, on that note, I will, cool. I will, I will try. I think I just need to drink something, so I'm just going to take a drink. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
It is more yellow, less orange, but just as opaque. Yeah, mm, yeah. Um, it's almost yeah. the same. Almost like, identical. All yeah, and I think I think it probably looks much similar because the sun is set a little, so the yeah. the lighting in my room has changed. But um, it it is a little more yellowy. It's also got much more of a tropical fruit nose, and that's about it. The nose is actually sort of a bit one note. Mm-hmm. It's like a hint of almost pine, something like yeah. that. Just okay. Very, very delicately underneath. But yeah, other than that, it's mostly just like a good, solid sort of tropical fruit forward nose. Which I was actually sort of expecting maybe there'd be other things going on because it's double dry hopped. Off, hmm. but oh, this is a li- much thicker, hangs a bit sweet before the um bitterness kicks in. So, like, the main taste ends, there's a bit of sweetness, starts quite malty actually. Hmm. Um, and the malts are barley, oats, and wheat, which are only listed as allergens. Um, that's Right. Yeah. Um, what was it called? Something Bao Bao. Bao Wow. Day Bao Bao. So is this backwards for you or just me? No, just no, it's it's yeah, just you. Okay. Mac does this thing. I don't know why, but when it shows <laughs> you your own video, it flips it. Because I'm on a Mac, um, like a mirror. Oh yeah, it's it's. Isn't that it's weird? Well. Yeah, like, so, so I think it's like a mirror, but it's weird that I can get that for photo booth maybe, but it's weird that it does mm. that universally at the OS level. Because then it's like, when I say on my left... That's on... Right? Uh, uh, no, because you're the right way around for me. But like, which when sides, I say my which left... Which side's my punch bag on? Yeah. Does so, it do but, it for me as well? But, there were, like, but that is your left, because I'm turning myself to you, so it's still your left. Right, because I'm pointing. If you say to the left... It doesn't matter. Yeah, if you just say left now... But, but it's it's <laughs> functionally my left, so when I describe it, it'll still be the thing. I guess I meant to yes, the left if of you the said screen. said your left, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, it yes. doesn't matter. It doesn't if you matter. just said left, um, it would be confusing. This is a good beer, <laughs> I like it. Um, it's got a nice... It's a, it's a little thicker, it's got more velvetiness. That's right, I'm hosting, so I'm stopping the, the tangent. Which is like a first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Usually the sole cause. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. We're I mean, all we're, as bad as each other. <laughs> we're going to end on time with me in charge because I'm not not derailing, <laughs> even though it's not an on time. Um, like I said, it's got a nice, um, a bit, even though it's only 0.2%, um, so it's 5.6% versus the 54 of the last one, it's much more, it's much thicker, coats tongue a little bit more. Again, not mm. a lot more, but like, it just doesn't taste thin. I think is the difference. Um, it's a little more understated in the tropical flavor, but you're getting more of the malts coming forward, and it finishes with a much stronger bitter character. Yeah, those malts are coming through. I think probably because with just the one hop, but sort of it, it has its moments. And it has its gaps, mm. and then the malts mm. just have space to fill that up, which is actually makes it taste really balanced, even though there's sort of like... A, the, the interplay, I think, is just simpler. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my one complaint is it leaves a little... leaves the mouth a little dry. So I'm reaching for it, not just for taste dissection, yeah. but... Excuse me. 
because I'm want to not have a dry mouth. Yeah. And the bitterness that it leaves at the end is just a little one note. Like I, I feel like it's just kind of generically bitter. So it like ends sort of refreshingly good. This is a, clearly a beer. Is a nice good pale ale. It's bitter, but it's like bitter. Uh, I yeah. think that's maybe one of the issues with Vic Secret. Um, this beer, the the one I've got, which has also got Vic Secret in it, um, it, it, the more I'm drinking it, the more that kind of piney, slightly nuttiness is coming through, mm. and then you're left with that kind of very lacking bitterness. Kind of, I mean, in this one, it's been balanced out with Citra. There's a lot yeah. going on in the malt. It's very flat, so the bitterness isn't that prevalent in here, but. Now I've left it for more than thirty seconds between sips. You do get that aftertaste of that slight piney bitterness, just kind of resinousy kind of. No, I, just I, I, of I would. I'll go with a, a bit of like a light resinousy versus a pineyness. Because piney has a yeah. bit of like a like an evergreen sort of like sharp mm, idea, yeah. and this doesn't have that at all. It does have that yeah, like yeah. it's that resinousy, resinous like bitter that's bland mm. sort of version of that that I'm having on yeah. mine anyway yeah yeah so uh, I mean it's good don't get me wrong mm. but it's uh, it's. Mm. I think the finish is sort of not where I want it to be because again it's leaving my mouth a little dry there's that hint of sweetness which uh, helps balance out that sort of flat generic bitterness but the sweetness sort of evacuates a little too quickly so it's like oh I see how that could work well oh now it's not working anymore is kind of the feeling I get mm. Which is like almost like if if I didn't have that sweetness, I might not notice how f- sort of flat the bitterness is. But it's like, oh, mm-hmm. there's a moment where it's clear that we're trying to compensate, or like that it can be compensated, and then that that is so fleeting that you're like, oh, so but that that's not what we're doing here. Yeah. Um. Cool. All Just right. to uh, as Ben was talking about dankness. Um, it'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the duke of dank my beer yeah um yeah it, it's got well ben was saying he has no uh carbonation mine mine my, my has a little bit it's got a little bit of hoppiness right at the start it's almost entirely missable if you're not looking out for it but yeah mm. it's it, yeah it's quite dank it's very smooth i wouldn't call it flat but it is very easy drinking and very soft um and yeah, just even talking, it's like I'm not going back for it because you know it's very wet and it's it's it doesn't dry my mouth out and mm. it's you've still got that like maltiness and the berries just sitting on your tongue after quite some time. So and and, was, and getting slight warming from the alcohol, like after yeah, you know, so it's six point three percent, so it's a bit stronger than the last. But yeah, it's it's, it's a really good beer. Excellent. Really good. Um, I also have to say that. Um, Twist and Shout was written by Phil Medlin, Burt Burns, um, but originally co- recorded by the Top Notes. Then it oh, became a yes, chart single notes. as a cover by the Eiley Brothers in 1962, yes, a year yes, later. The and then the Beatles had it on Please Please Me right. in 1963. Yeah. Oh, Footsteps in the Dark is a fucking phenomenal song. <laughs> yeah. So it's, in fact... Not either the Beatles or the Eiley Brothers, or even the top. Well, notes. I I knew two of those people who covered it. Yep, <laughs> probably out of the hundred. I mean, I don't think so, so. No one knows that it's the top notes. I mean, it it, it became famous via the Eiley Brothers, but anyway. Yeah. Um. Cool. I mean, Justin Bieber's probably covered it at some point. More than likely. Yeah. 
Hmm. Most oh, yeah. covered song. Hmm. Oh god, I want to look up the most covered song. Um, that's not what we're doing oh, here. This is this is not changing to some sort of chart. I'm sure we could all guess it if we thought thing. how. Yeah. Um, like, chart up, charted up. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Anyway, Lucy. Mm. You've got a segment for us. He says hoping because he didn't check in advance. <laughs> yeah, I played a game because I haven't been in the mood of playing games in ages. This is. You know what move like backwards f- is though. Doom, which is a great game. Yes, I really, I really want Doom Eternal. <laughs> uh, really... That was worth it just to see nod his head. <laughs> I really want to put. I played Doom the original on like Xbox Arcade, like you mean, you mean compatible a few Doom. weeks ago. Doom Doom. Yeah, Doom 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 Doom. The first Doom, one. Doom, 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 yeah, I think Final Doom is probably the... the best of the Dooms, the original run of Dooms. You can, yeah. I was saying you can fight me on that, but you know what? I just realized (laughs) it had. I actually played it like over the phone lines with people. Oh. uh, Um. Anyway, so it wasn't Doom. This game you were. No, it wasn't Doom. It was a uh, slightly less intense game. Um, I didn't know this is coming from the. This is from keep a going, slight, Lucy. yeah. Keep going. This is from a um, studio. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of. I'm not even sure if I've talked about their previous games on the this podcast. Maybe it was a bit too early at that point. But um, they're called Accidental Queens. Um, they've made two games that I'm aware of so far, um, at least premium games, um, called A Normal Lost Phone and oh, A yeah. Novel Lost Phone. Yeah, you've heard of them then. Yeah, um, yeah. I've heard of them as well. I've got A Normal Lost Phone on my, on my mobile. Yeah. yeah. Uh, really, really good um, games. I think they're on... They're definitely on Switch now. They're on iOS where I originally played them. Um, probably on PC as well at this point. Uh, yep. Those games were just very short like puzzle investi- investigative um, games where you know, it was literally you were looking through someone's phone interface. Someone had lost a phone, and you're trawling through like their files, their pictures to find out who they are, what might have happened to them, um, and solving puzzles in that way, like unlocking passcodes and you know, looking at information in one app and using that on another. And those are really, those are really good games. I think um, their first game, A Normal Lost Phone, was like it was so new, it was so different. Not not many people mm. had done that at the time. I think it came out maybe around 2015 or something like that. But um, So that was like really fresh and innovative at the time. Um, they switched up on their latest game, which I played, which is actually out today. It's Ooh. called Alt Frequencies. Um, check out the trailer. It's re- it really draws you in and entices you. Um, it um, is a narrative it, game. It, yeah, it's, it's a um, mobile game, though, yeah? It's on mobile. It's on Steam as well. Okay. Um, I played on mobile. Uh, I think... Probably most of their games, in fact, all of their games at this point, are better on like a mobile interface. Um, especially the first ones, because you were looking through the a UI that was like You're an OSATS version. Yeah, phone, yeah, yeah, like yeah. aping, like you know, iOS software. Um, uh, I'm not sure if it's on Android, but it's definitely on iOS. Um, 
but yeah, th- this one I'll get into the reason why it's so good on mobile um, was it in a bit. Again? But alt frequencies, A L T dash frequencies um, from Accidental Queens. Uh, this is much like their previous games. It is very narrative based. Um, you're not. There's no complex mechanics or anything like that. It is basically you just um, interacting with text or what's really cool about this because you know it's alt frequencies the, the central mechanic is like interacting with a radio so oh. they've made it accessible for like you know visually impaired and blind people because um if you're playing on a phone at least uh the, the different controls is basically you know with haptic feedback you know double tapping on the screen or oh. you know tap it so right and it's all audio based because you're listening to a radio um it narrates it, not narrates it, but you can see text on the screen if you want to, but I think it's really impressive how, yeah, you've made a video game which blind or visually impaired people could play. Um, Otherwise known as an audio game. Yes, it is very audio based. Audio narrative adventure, I'd guess. But the central plot, I don't want to give too much away because I think it's best if, you know, you, you go into totally. it somewhat blind. <laughs> but... <laughs> Pun not intended at all, but um, <laughs> it's it's very. What I like about the studio is that they touch on topics which are very, for some some weird people, controversial. Um, for a lot of people, like wanting to be put into the you know perspective of somebody else, um, some something that they're not familiar with, like different lifestyles and stuff like that. So. Um, and this game, it, it does touch on like, yes, it's four pounds seventy nine on Google Play. That's good. Yes, Twenty pence yeah. cheaper than iOS. It's four ninety nine on iOS. I think I can't remember. I think it's around the same price on Steam. Just well. in case, just in case people get confused when they go onto Google Play, it does come up as a mm-hmm. game from um, someone called Plugin Digital. Yeah, they're the publisher. Um, yeah. 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 Thank you for that clarification. But um, this, this one goes into a much more political rather than social. Well, it is. I guess it's socio political like um, story. Um, as I say, I don't want to give away too much, but the whole. You do find out this early in the game. Um, basically, the government wants to implement some legislation. They're upcoming on a vote um, whether, you know, the society. It doesn't really specify which society it is, what kind of like. I wouldn't say frustrated me, but what kind of, you know, um, broke probably a bit of the immersion is that they've got a diverse voice cast of like American and British mm. <laughs> um, accents. So maybe that's intentional to be like, okay, this isn't purely set on like the dystopia over here in the UK slash the dystopia yeah. over there in the US perhaps or maybe maybe it's just because you know they just pick the best talent I'm guessing it's the latter um, the voice cast do a good job and you know it's written really well anyway so it doesn't break too many things for me um, just slightly the immersion but anyway it's okay. it, you basically listen to these different um, radio frequencies you have like you know this poppy you know, I was going to say BRMB, but probably nobody knows what that is now. Um, like Puffy, Cap- Capital FM, I guess. Like uh, just playing music. You got you have like 
this uh, student radio, you have like news broadcasts, and, and they're all talking about this upcoming vote, which centres around... I don't know if I should say or not. You know what, I'm not going to say. It's all, just, just upcoming... Yeah. You, you find out early in I mean, the game, I think, but I just don't want to say anything oh, about it. Yeah. Sorry, mm. I think the, the whole Discord did a bit of a... Blah, I think we all talked over each other, but um, the key is... At the just shy of five pound level, this is a thorough recommend. It sounds like. Um, I'd like to say so. It's just because I really, really liked their first game, like yeah. more than any of the others, like more than this one. Okay. But I'd still say it's it, it's split into about six chapters, um, and it does have slightly all alternative um, endings. It probably took me. Ooh, about two hours, but let me get into the mechanics of the game, which probably sell you on that. It's not simply as, you know, um, either listening or reading to the different voices on these frequencies. Um, so at the very beginning of the game, it gives you a really, you know, intuitive tutorial, which you can revisit at any point. Basically, you're just thrown into this... You're in this room and there's this radio and it's this very static like image. That's it for you, apart from um, tuning into different stations. Your aim, basically, is... Um, there's obviously a covert group who's trying to say, look, this legislation could potentially be dodgy or not. You don't know. That's the mystery behind it. You're able to record certain snippets of audio on certain radio stations and then upload them to other radio stations so hmm. for example you're listening to this uh, news broadcast which is talking about oh this legislation you know how do people feel about it are people scared of the repercussions of this or that and it's like you take one snippet of audio from that radio station and then you upload it to maybe this um, you know, sort of talk show host, you know, like kind of Jeremy Kyle's <laughs> talk mm. show host when he was on the air. And it's like, you're very, this very distorted, like, just one snippet of audio, which could be construed in many different ways. But just as that small snippet can just be skewed towards mm. how one person's thinking. So this guy on this talk show, he's. He may be completely against this legislation, like it's bad for public health and stuff like that. If you take one snippet from the news broadcast, that just, out of nowhere, just, you know, middle of the line, just stating the facts, oh, this could happen, this could happen, and you take that small audio clip and then upload it to his channel, he takes it in a completely negative way because that's already his stance on it. Or yeah. alternatively, if you're someone who's pro the legislation, they could take that in a in a completely different stance and once you keep doing this it is a, it's got a, like a <laughs> underlying sense of this is how easily like news can be altered and you know skewed and fake news and you know mm. seeing one you know slogan headline whatever on facebook could skew a lot of people towards voting a certain way and stuff like that so it's mm, like yeah. it's got it's got that it's got an insidious feel to like what you're doing, um, just to get people on your side, 
by skewing different, you know, skewing the news and stuff like that. So it's got, an, yeah, it's got a really interesting premise where you're, as I say, like taking snippets of audio files and then just uploading them to different stations and seeing how they react to that and that progresses the story. Um, so yeah, it, it, mechanically it's different from their other games and mechanically there is something to it. Um, but it's not, it, so, sorry, uh, mm. you know, it, it doesn't get into a kind of, uh, hopefully it's quite an intuitive kind of way of being able to take snippets and things like that. It's not like Audacity, the game where you've got to kind of, you know, select, uh, you know, like audio tracts uh, uh, and like kind of like crop them and cut them and all of those sorts no, of things. No, no, it's, 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 it, 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 it like signposts you. It's not, it's not as, yeah. because, you know, you could, there's a, quite a bit of text and, um, it, they basically separate it into, at least on like looking at it visually, um, into text balls, and it's like, okay. okay, one part of this, one part of the recording is going to be this text bubble. So it's not like, oh, I'm having to stop and start like a, you know, like VCR or a like yeah. cassette recording or or anything like that. It's like, okay, that text bubble's on the screen, gonna download that, upload it to another channel. Yeah. So it's not as um. It's not as hard as that. It's nothing like, you know, hacknet or something like that, where you it's yeah, like deep right, hacking yeah. stuff like that. Nice. Um, nice. So it does signpost you. Yeah, I think there are hints. There was only like one point where I was like, oh, what do I do with this? But it's very clever how, uh, you know, just it, it, in the in the dialogue and the written narrative, how it gives you clues and it signposts you, and there are these really intuitive like puzzle puzzle elements where it's like what you're reading gives you a you know subtle or large hint as to what to do next it's so signposting in that way you still have to figure it out you still have to go through and listen to these channels and the good thing about it is that you can skip through dialogue because the channels do loop right, which is yeah. also built into the narrative of why they loop but okay. I'll not give that away That's cool. but yeah, yeah as, as you say Adil it is a it's a thorough recommendation. I do feel that a normal lost phone is a good place to start if you're mm. interested in, you know, um, this developer and what they do. That is a great place to start. I think that's a fantastic game. But well. it's just nice to see their trajectory. And this has got a really nice production quality. And it's nice to see their trajectory and the, where they're going. Nice. I have just discovered... Um, mm -hmm. By going to Accidental Queens, um, mm. by going to their website, because you were saying about the the UK and US yeah. kind of the differences. Mm. What to see where they're from? They're a French developer. Mm. Yes, they are. French yeah. development studio of uh, three women from the games industry. Founded initially by three women from the games industry. Doesn't tell us who. Anyway, mm -hmm. you click on more info on alt frequencies, and it takes you to. Uh, altfrequencies.com so the game has the hyphen mm. in between alt frequencies yeah. the, yes. the website doesn't it's just altfrequencies.com okay. uh, you it, it, I it said see on itch.io and I clicked it and it took me to the link on itch.io to a normal lost phone rather than mm -hmm. alt frequencies but it's more expensive on steam if you keep scrolling and keep scrolling and keep scrolling there is a prequel alt frequencies the oh. news one stories nice. which uh, you can click the link on there and play for free on the oh, yeah. I'm going to try that. There's, there's a there's a free kind of demo uh, type element to this Brilliant. to be able to possibly go in to experience something from these people. 
Brilliant. Cool. Thank awesome. you. Because I didn't know about that. Thanks for that so research. Bro. I will check that out after this. Yeah. But yeah, I really like their games. They're good. Mm. And I just hope to see them do, do more and more. The, um, the, their previous games weren't voice acted. So, yeah, you can tell there's, you know, they're just stepping it up. They're stepping up their game yeah. every time. And it does hit. It's like, just because I'm not as hot on it as a normal last phone, probably because that was just so new and, like, you know, yeah, so refreshing to see. I mean, so many games since then have done, like, the same thing. Like, Simulacra is one that comes to my mind and stuff like yeah. that, where it's, yeah. like, yeah. going through a phone interface. But theirs was, like, the first I'd seen from that yeah. point. It's got a really, like, heartwarming story to it. Mm. It's so cool. good. You like Excellent. To play. I mean, yeah. so now, so so now, my dilemma is: uh, I didn't actually play a normal Lost Phone. Um, I'm super intrigued by all frequencies, but perhaps I might mm-hmm. wait. Um, also because I'm going to be traveling soon. Yes, surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> uh, phone. I, uh, phone games are great, and yeah. you've reminded me that I think I forgot, or I've forgotten that I did. I did. I played all of Florence on a plane. Finally. Oh, nice. Um, and by that, I mean last what time I was on do? a plane, and then I forgot all about it when we had what, the how, four or five episodes. How does one forget? No, I forgot to talk about it. Yeah, I know, I know, but how does one forget? Um, <laughs> because I'm so used to being like, I didn't play a game, so anything, this is yeah, my topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. so given that we've recycled through, um, and it's an old game, boy, is Florence great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> let, I mean... If anyone's played it and knows a little bit about my backstory, boy, is that a mm. thing that you don't That's necessarily want to have it, all yeah. those <laughs> emotions That's on That's why we cautioned you off it, I think, when yeah. it first came Yeah, out. you yeah. totally did. Yeah. And then I played it on a plane and I was like, oh, I am tearing up. Solving. <laughs> oh, yep. This is, these, are, these are actual factual tears. And maybe I'll just watch some shitty movie after this. That's... <laughs> Balls. Snakes on a plane. Yeah, uh, I don't actually remember what I watched. Yeah. I think it was some random Korean film. Anyway, um, hmm. it is. Yeah, it's, it's really. Good. Um, I mean, I think it is a really good example of telling a narrative with really simple, quote unquote, gameplay elements. But those gameplay elements put you deeper in the narrative. And I think a hmm. lot of mobile games, which really just want to tell a story, often just have like pseudo puzzle elements that are like they don't do much mm. they don't like towards the narrative it's just like okay to progress to he- learn the next part of the story you have to do x well like the thing i'm thinking of the most right at this moment was like um so it's it's the story of a relationship we'll leave it at that i don't want to spoil anything more <laughs> but um they're, the the two people in the relationship end up arguing um, at different points in the game, and one of the puzzles, the gameplay elements, is you've got a speech bubble and you've got mm-hmm. sort of puzzle pieces that fit into the speech bubble, and you have to just click and drag, right? Because you're on a phone, just drag those things sufficiently. Like it's got the quote unquote hitbox. Yeah, um, it's it. yeah, it has yeah. some snap too, but there's some accuracy there and. The, the idea is the argument goes by they're going to, ha- at a specific rate, be throwing their speech bubbles out. And mm. you can try and match that by doing it quickly. But if you don't quite match up, the hitboxes are such that it won't quite work. And depending on how heated things get or, like, at certain certain mo- sort of 
argumentative moves, or you can call them that, are like mm. two-piece puzzles, really easy versus like mm-hmm. three or four-piece. Um, and it's really interesting to me. I think it spoke to how well designed it was, is because I was like the gameplay drew me in, and I, I immediately thought I should be getting as many of these speech bubbles as out as quickly as possible. Fuck, gotta gotta do it quickly, but kind of accurately. Yes, I'm look, I'm winning, and it had it sort of tilts yeah. the screen in one way or the other, depending. And then right afterwards, I was like, oh, I wasn't. I was literally doing that shitty thing you do in arguments, which is. My point of view matters so much. I need to be right. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying any attention to anything except doing this quickly and as much as possible to over like and it just that realization happened immediately and I know it's so well designed it's very clearly going to lead you down that path where it's like yeah. Oh. Yeah, I I fucked up conversation there. <laughs> I fucked up conversation there for two reasons. One, I'm used to gameplay elements and so I was suckered into that loop. But two, that's what we do in conversations when we get in fights as well. And so, like, the gameplay suckered me in in a way that, like, if it was a real conversation, my ego, et cetera, would do that anyway. And mm-hmm. so it was such a good way of modeling that, for lack of a better word. And it was just like, yeah. fuck, this is so just, well designed. Like, it's, it's, it's so simple. Such a good visual and mechanical representation of real life. Yeah, and it's the fact like, that, like, yeah. you see the yeah, gameplay elements, you... You pursue it, and you don't think twice. And then, what they're trying to point out is you didn't think twice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that gives it a whole another layer. Yeah, yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's. I mean, deserves every single award that it has. I don't yeah, know if it much. won a BAFTA, but um, yeah, it's definitely won a lot of awards. Mm. It's like the, just just a perfect like representation of what mobile gaming can be. Yeah, like yeah. accessible. It, and still, like, yeah. Yeah, there's no way to mechanically fuck the game up. interesting, but <laughs> yeah, but but like, it's clearly a game. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like, it, it's not just one of these, and it's not a game because it has random interludes. The experience is interactive. Mm-hmm. You participate. You know, it's just a game. It's just yeah. a wonderful, wonderful Completely, little game. I mean, it, yeah, fantastic. It's, it's the really. only game that featured on my, the only mobile game that featured on my top ten. Yeah, recall. Best of last year. Yeah, uh, it just it, yeah, it, it just uses sure. uses the um, like the touch screen uh, kind of elements so well that, mm. that it just does something that you've you've done so many times, but works as you say into the narrative so well. Mm-hmm. You like this actually means what I'm doing means something. Yeah. It isn't just yep, swipe, 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 swipe mm-hmm. as quickly as I possibly can swipe. It's like Oh, actually, I am. I'm doing that, but that that has a narrative explanation. It has a an impact on what I'm doing. It, it, mm-hmm. it, it is. It's part of the story. The behavior that yeah, I would have really in this, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the reason yeah, why you feel like you are Florence, part of it is because in that argument, you're you are Florence. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Like that narrative. Even if you haven't been in a very similar circumstance, like. You feel those emotions because the the gameplay is pushing you mm. into that role of the protagonist, not yeah. just. So you, it's not just like you have. What if you have empathy with this situation? Oh, this is moving. It's like, oh no, I have. I'm, I'm living it now because I you, you forced me to yeah. make these decisions, make these moves, and and they feel like you're doing those things, not just yeah. sort of. 
opening those things up, I guess. Absolutely. And great music. Mm. Mobile mm. games are good, you know? Like, like G30 was another one that, you know, t- touched me. And it's like, yeah. 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 These really, can tell really good stories. Mm. Yeah. Mobile games are great. I'm, I'm really interested in what Apple, Apple are doing with that. Uh, subscription service. Oh, yeah. Apple Arcade. Mm. I forgot about that because yeah. I have not an Apple phone, so I ignore all yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks because of, like that whole exclusive exclusivity stuff. Because you know, we talk about and recommend a lot of mobile games here, and it's like if it's not on Android, it's like oh come on. Well, man. like I have to wait yeah, a couple months fun. before like Goragoa was on. Yeah, um, and then I have to talk Android. to you about it all over again, and I'm just like, yeah, that was a good game, <laughs> so that's not too bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like yeah, just yeah. So that's that sucks, but they'll probably be on like I don't I don't think it precludes them from launching day and date with like Steam or yeah. Xbox or. If they are on those platforms, I, so. that's what I'm hoping that Google will do something with their play infrastructure as well. Like going back to our, our first topic, where you mm. know Google is trying to edge into gaming in a certain way, and I'm hoping that mm. that might mean that like we'll have more interesting things on these things. Oh, that would be cool if it would be like here's Google Stadia, here's Assassin's Creed, but here's also this really cool mobile game that you can play yeah. you know because you know just just on mobile or yeah, something completely like if if that comes across the mobile that is a, a a big sort of slap to to apple really isn't it i suppose well, i mean and, and it's that's what google this, needs to do like, i think you know, it's slap well, stadium if you slap everyone in the face equally everything isn't it? you will come out <laughs> on top exactly yeah because it isn't with stadia you're able to play like Assassin's Creed on your mobile or something like that. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, it's always better in like yeah, PR that's space. the streaming sort of thing. Um, but again, it seems like you in order to actually like functionally be even mm. if the streaming is perfect, you can't just use is. the touching the touch screen because you don't have Completely. the right. Completely, I'm not. I don't want to be sat there, sort of, you know, like this, thinking that my. My fingers should be kind of like the, pressing. The kids do. Though. I would say no. I mean, I think there's no. There's no. There's no way to press. It's thumbs Fortnite only, isn't it? Yeah, but you just, you can't this. you can't hit five. You're just old. You can't hit four buttons at once on a on a touch screen. No. And so, I so there's a limitation on what you can model and streaming in yeah. a touch screen. So that's yeah, the biggest true. barrier. And I'm not. Forward. And I'm saying that specifically. It's not that buttons are better than touch screens. For us, buttons are better than touch screens. For kids, that oh, might absolutely. not be the case. But there's a limitation right now. Kids around here. This is the 18 I love plus podcast. Buttons. <laughs> hey. um, but yeah, but, so um, I think like streaming that, to your that, your mobile phone with a like shitty Bluetooth controller would make perfect sense. The mm. um, Steam. You remember that Steam Link Play thing that came to Android last year? Yeah, it's on Apple um, now. Someone, yeah, someone sent me a link, and it's God. Um, I mean, Steam Big Picture Mode is just hell on earth as it is. I don't mind it. Um, I cannot stand it. But I figured out I how to last make night a and, oh my God, to Netflix. It was like a lag of about 120 oh, okay. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it had 95 megabits per second. Like when it was testing it, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, that seems reasonable, doable." Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> it was like, "Oh, the screen hasn't responded in about two minutes." I was, see, I I 
used when I had a home theater back in Halifax. I just had a PC that would boot up into big picture mode, and I figured out how to convert shortcuts. You are make Windows shortcuts that went to URLs in Chrome that automatically went to full screen, such that I could run Netflix through big picture mode by making a favorite to the shortcut to the thing. And that was mostly just I like solving puzzles, um, and this was a way to solve a puzzle. But it actually worked really well. <laughs> a real-life puzzle. But it actually worked reasonably well, um, so that then I was like, oh, cool. Now you can, like, there's a way to, like, navigate to web pages and have it seamlessly move from, like, big picture mode, your um, your um, joystick... Yeah, um, moves like between betwe- yeah you're not been moves between <laughs> options versus mouse mode where it scrolls like it just you know yeah and as soon yeah. as you open it you can have it set so as soon as it opens external application in Windows it becomes just a mouse and then it was like cool now I can make shortcuts for YouTube and like Amazon mm. Video and all these things and then it was like cool now I have a box That's cool. that can do yeah. all these things and expensive box but the yeah the key is like you need to have the knowledge and time to configure all that garbage. <laughs> the time. Um, <laughs> the time. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, now you need a smart projector with it all built in. Yeah. But, like, I've never actually done the streaming to, like, a Steam box or, like, a, mm. a non... Like, even... I've tried, but... I've Once I uh, tried to I... play a game in the same house on my laptop that I had on the PC downstairs, and it was like... Well, this is garbage. I'll just go downstairs. But also, yes, yeah, that's clearly not what they're mine, trying mine to do. Mine works well. Mine worked well in my old house, where my both my PC and the Steam Link were uh, hardwired into the router. Yeah. Uh, now my um, my PC goes through a power adapter. Yep. You know, through the housing wiring to the uh, to the router. And then the Steam Link is is hardwired into the router. And it's not um, enough. It's 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 okay, but there is a little bit of lag between it. That's interesting. And I think it's just the it's just the shitty house wiring. I think and the the the, the uh, you know the capacity that it can kind of like take through it. Uh, I think if my you know if my if my PC was hardwired into the router, I'd have absolutely no problems. But I've never tried it on like a wireless connection, so. Who knows? I mean, I, I haven't even tried it through my phone. I've never even attempted to try it on Android through my phone. So, I mean, that's the one thing about Google Stadia, which just seems so far-fetched, but I can't wait for that future in 50 years when I'll probably be dead. When, you know, street <laughs> streaming is, um, you know, as good as native. Or almost as good as native. It's only, yeah. I mean, I, so I, I've been a beta tester of NVIDIA now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for ages um a couple of years now and like mm. it's if i have a stable internet connection i can play any game on my laptop my mac laptop can play any game i own on pc mm. virtually mm-hmm. um because yeah. literally what they do is they give you an instance in the servant server farm and you install the game to that instance and they give you the resources and you just need a fat enough quick enough pipe and you play the mm. game just on streaming. Problem is, mm. like on the university network, because there's just too much infrastructure, the lag becomes a problem, even if it seems like the pipe is okay. But on the on my mm. last place, um, where the internet was less shady, 
Um, I, I could do that if I wanted, but also in that house I had my PC before it fried itself. In this place, yeah. the internet, like, I think we just have a shitty router and no one's ever questioned it because I think no one's been a, um, a user of the internet to the degree where it matters whether the router is yeah. ancient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, well, functionally there's no point in me mm-hmm. using GeForce now. But like I could see that future, right? Like I've experienced, like I've experienced it in the alt- optimal situation, and it works. Mm. And like I again, like would you pay twelve pounds a month so you never have to upgrade your PC? Probably. I'd pay if you twelve had to pound pipe, right? more on every single game and just play it on Switch. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, as if Switch games are only Switch twelve tax. pounds. <laughs> no, twelve pounds extra oh, than, it's, than the asking yeah. price. At least twelve pounds. Pretty standard for a Switch. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, all I right. Had to play more Switch. <laughs> oh, ooh. okay. So, games. you guys. Hmm. Next week, I'm going back to the Canada for a family wedding. Again. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think I was going, and then my parents were like, "You should come to the wedding, and we'll pay for the plane ticket." And now I'm going to be away for another couple of weeks. Because if I'm going to go, I'm not going to go for a day. But I'm taking my Switch. I'm Uh taking my Mac, which has Steam. And I'm taking my Pixel, which can play most games. Tell me what I should play. And then after this conversation, we'll wrap up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Do you like how I sprung this on you with no notice at all? There's a Switch sale. No, I was actually going through the Switch sale um, today because a lot of games are like up to like eighty percent off. Oh yeah, and there's some I'm really aware. good games. I don't know how. I'm not sure how many you've missed. Like oh, Steam World Heist is like four pounds. Oh no, Steam World Heist mm-hmm. one and two I have on the Vita, which I could no, take that's with dig. me. Steam World Heist. Heist. Oh Heist Heist one I have yeah. I have World oh, okay. one two and yeah, there was just the, yeah. There, the, 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 sorry. There was, yeah, there's no sorry. There's just so uh, many games yeah. that I could recommend. Did you? I don't know whether it is in the in the Switch though. It's on Switch, I think. Did you play Minute? Oh, Minute! Yeah, I played good. about thirty of them. Thirty of them minutes. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah you guys both really liked it. I just Box didn't have Boy? the time. Oh, Box Boy, Box Girl. Yeah, that'll keep you occupied. I'm still playing it because there's um, co-op mode. there's like three different. Yeah, there's co-op mode, but you can play it single player. I was like, cool. That's, so that's the one I'm going through now, and that's like the last out of three campaigns that I'm going through. Nice. So. Okay, so I'll, I'll definitely put that on. Uh, <sighs> uh, I mean, Lauren Aitken yeah, told me I should get the um, Little Pets Shovel game. Knight. That's not even out yet. The the Switch. I don't know what that is. Pets, dogs, and cats game. I don't know what that is. Lauren's Lauren's so, too in the industry now. Yeah. So I was like, well, oh, so she posted a screenshot also? on Twitter, and it was like, it, she made her little cat there. I'm like. And then she showed a video of her playing like frisbee with a dog. I'm like, "What? You can't play frisbee with a cat?" She's like, "Oh no, you can totally do things with all the pets. You should definitely get this game." And I was like, "Cool." And called? then I looked it up, and it was like, "Oh, it releases May 27th. Great." Oh. <laughs> well. It's like little. Um, is it like? Uh, no, I, I, I'll, I'll, yeah. Littlest pet shop. I, I I used to like Littlest pet shop. Um, Shovel Knight. Uh, Oxen. It's Free, little friends, dogs and Hollow cats. Knight. Messenger. Which what what have you got Hollow Knight on, Adam? Ooh. 
Uh, not on, I have it on the PC. I don't have it on the Switch. Buy on the goddamn Switch. Um, <laughs> not, not in the woods. <laughs> uh, oh. The Messenger. I'm just reading stuff that's on sale. That's really good. Owlboy, Inside, Sea yeah, yeah. Drifter. How about you, Ben? Dead Cells, Golf Peaks, Ooh, Limbo, Dead Cells. Super Meat Boy. Abzu, Guacamole 2 on there. All, all of these on sale. Forgotten Anne's on there. Ben, I know you just uh, recently yeah, started just, playing just that. Yeah, just started Forgotten Anne. Really yep. enjoying it. So Mutant I can't Blobs play the attack. Division 2. The Bridge? No, you can't no. play. <laughs> Unless you can stream from your PlayStation to your Switch. I mean, There's I thought this deal was all Pet that, Care. There's a game called Pet Care for 95 pence. There's a bear in it. Oh shit, can I, if there's a game for 95 pence that I can have a pet bear, I don't even care if it's bad. What was it called, Pet Friends? There's pet, only there's only care. one command and it's just dance. Don't, don't buy it. <laughs> Another world. <laughs> okay. Another world. M++, uh, Bridge, Constructed Ooh. Portal. The Last Day of June, that's very good. Sundered, Guns Goring Canary 2. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay. There's a lot. Yep. Old man's journey. All right, so Old so one, journey. if you're listening, check out the current Switch sale. It's one of the few times Nintendo has put things on sales, and it's actually like a reasonable one. They put on more sales just for like their digital titles, yeah. you know, like all the indie games. There's yeah. so much here. Um, um, this is a really good platform. Ben, do you have any ideas of what I should play? Like a short burst type game, low um, resources. We- uh, low resource, short burst on your mobile. Um, oh, Lucy talked about Lucy. photographs not long ago. Mm. Oh yeah, did you finish that yeah, then? Yeah. Uh, I, I still haven't finished it. No, I'm on the final, um, on the final chapter. I've been taking it okay. very slowly. Very, um, <laughs> yeah, very, very slowly. Um, I actually downloaded a game called um, Tokaido, which I think was like around about one pound forty. Okay. But is um, if you want a little bit of a board game fix, oh, it has that kind of board gamey element to it. It's it's kind of like turn based. You place yourself along a path uh, on a on a certain kind of area, and you gain something from that area. By the time you then get to the end of the section. You know, you're trying to get as many points as possible. But it's got this lovely uh, eastern uh, aesthetic to it. Mm. Um, it has... Uh, the music's very nice. It's very calming. Everything is kind of like white backgrounds. And then the, um, the, 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 the space that you're going to move on has, you know, um, a, a little coloured, like, mountain behind it. And, you, you know, you've gone to, like, the mountains. And you mm. gain a... a, a, a one part of a uh, painted panoramic of a mountain scene. You know, if you gain all of those parts by hitting enough mountains throughout your journey on the board, then you get extra points at the end. And um, you know, it's a very easy playing, uh, very relaxing kind of thing that you can probably play one game in about sort of, mm. uh, you know, maybe between sort of like eight to ten minutes, something like that. Um, but super easy to play, yeah. very relaxing. Um, but can you, you know, you can you can jump a little bit into the strategy and the kind of the intricacies of what you're doing based on the characters that you kind of you can pick to, you know, the character piece you can pick to move throughout the board with as well, and the bonuses that they get. So it, it, it provides a little bit of kind of 
um, strategy to it as well, which mm. uh, yeah, mm. really good. I, I mean, it's, it was like one pound forty. So I think cheap. I spent like uh, I, I played a couple of I played a couple of games uh, in an evening, and I'm like oh, I'm, you know, I'm satisfied with this, and then instantly came back to it the next evening. Like I'll just have a quick game. Yep, it's I can like, bang, bang one of these games. Tokaido, T O K R A I D O, T O K A I D. What platform? Uh, it it's on um, on Android. Android, okay. Interesting, but yeah, I'd yes. recommend Box Boy because um, I just want you to play that game. And no, that's it. Just Box Boy. <laughs> Fair enough. So I think yeah, yeah. So I think I'll look up Tokaido and Box Boy because again, I don't have that much time. Um, I'll have some downtime, mm. um, and there's a box boy demo if you if you want to just pop into that. So, so I've 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 seen some gameplay vids, etc., and I think it's my type of puzzler. I've you've talked it's about it before. I've wonderful. just never had a clear platform to do it in, and so I think that's like a. It's shoe wonderful. It, it's what my dreams are made. I of. mean, to be honest, I'm yeah. actually kind of looking forward <laughs> to trying to co-op someone into co-op because I think it'll be a um, lovely frustration move. I th- There's something about... I don't know if it's... I think it's only local. So yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. The person like, on the plane next to you just wants to sleep. Annoying yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that's what I mean. Like, Just be like, play this game with me. And then find <laughs> out how... Because it seems... So co-op puzzle games are frustrating as hell. And yet, I enjoy. Mm. I kind of enjoy that masochism of being like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like we're gonna hate <laughs> this, but also it's it's like um, kind of like doing an escape room with people you don't know very well. Like, there's something to mm. figuring out how to figure out how to be good together. Mm. We'll, we'll yeah, play yeah. Um, Super Mario Maker online together. Oh shit! Also, we'll when when we come to Birmingham, we should fucking find an escape room. Um, <laughs> I'd love to do an escape room with you guys. I'm just saying. How drunk will we be? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, the microphone's gone. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, that's, Lucy, that's the level of escape yeah. room we're at. Cool. So, uh... Anyway. All right. Um. So, thank you for your recommendations, my friends. Um. I will. Take them under advisement, and if I play a game, it'll probably be one of the ones you recommended. I say if I play a game because we all know who I am. Yeah, um, probably just fall so. asleep and watch a film. <laughs> um, I rarely sleep on planes. Me too. I just, just can't just watch yeah. shitty movies, or 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 I'm like like I literally start every flight the same way, which is like go through the entire film list. Like these are the ones I'm mm. interested in pick one, start it, have a couple in mind and they almost always are foreign films I'm never really gonna, like, seek out mm. yeah, and thus never see again. <laughs> Too fu- or sometimes it's like some <laughs> shitty superhero movie that I didn't get around to watching and so I'll watch it on the plane. Like, if Shazam okay. is in the, in the <laughs> plane by now, I'll watch that. Okay. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Let's round up our beers. Lucy, mm. you had two beers. I did. You have to pick one beer. Do Please I? Please do that now. Yeah, I, will. <laughs> I will pick one beer this time. Uh, the Duke of Dank <laughs> was very good. It was very dank. It was very jukey. Um, yeah, it had a nice, like... MLV. Yes. 
Yeah, it had a nice uh, like berry taste to it. The malts were nice, slight little bitterness at the end. Very easy drinking and smooth. But my pick is going to go to the Omnipolio, um, called Maz. Oh, yeah. If it's not called Maz, it's the it's all silver can for white candle on the front, so you lot can mm. identify it. But um, yeah, that was just a really easy drinking um, like IPA. Uh, well, or pale ale. Um, the, yeah. the the weird beard like, that lasted me a long time because it's like, yeah, I'm I'm satiated. You know, it, it's very refreshing, but not always looking to like keep on grabbing it. Whereas the Omnipolo finished that quite quickly. It was really citrusy on the nose and taste. You know, tropical fruits um, had a nice bit of bitterness to it as well. So. It wasn't like the juice bomb I was expecting when I poured it out of the can, so that was a nice surprise. Yeah, really well balanced IPA or just pale ale. Very good. Very Excellent. good. Nice. Um, I think um, both beers were good. I enjoyed both. Um, the steam machine I would definitely have again. Uh, you know, especially if I saw it in a pub. Um, yeah, it seemed like it, it, you really wanted it to be in all the pubs at one point. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. I was, I was like, if um, you don't, yeah. It's kind of it's not my it's not one of those it's not like my usual mm-hmm. beer that I would pick up. Um, uh, I, you know, like the lack of carbonation, the kind of like that the, the not the big hit that you would get, kind of. But I think yeah, yeah it would be. It's a very easy drinking beer. Um, I think maybe it would be interesting to see what they're doing with um, with other hops as well. So, I, right. it's one of those I'll definitely pick up another beer from these guys to see kind of like what yeah. else they can do. Uh, but the there's nothing wrong with dreaming from Wylam and Dea, the Sabro Orange Wit um, was <clears throat> was very, I mean, just so yes. refreshing, so crisp, um, such an easy beer, such an easy beer to mm-hmm. drink. Just I could have had that yeah, all day, honestly, uh, and, and, and all night. Like we were talking at the start of the show, all of us had beers which were nice and refreshing, which were kind of like sunny, you know, sunny day kind of beers. Uh, I think the more I drank the uh, the orange wit, the more I kind of realised that I could, you know, easily drink this in the day, but just continue on yeah, with it in the evening absolutely. as well. Uh, it's like you don't really see many wit beers, but that's one that definitely. Mm. St- has stood out to me like recently um yeah. i think there was a yonder beer as well that's like a whip beer and i think i had that and mm. maybe the like the uh the day and while and one in the same day and it was like the best day ever it was really good <laughs> really good whip, a whip yes. beer day Witty. awesome <laughs> nice yeah. all right for me mm. it's a bit oh it was it's actually kind of dicey so mm. um i really like the texture of the Day bow bow, um, but the I think the Vic secret is just isn't dynamic enough of a hop to like carry an entire beer by itself. Like it just usually again, a supplementary just, one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it just, just it was interesting, and I see the strengths of it, but again there was these gaps and like nothing to fill it in. It didn't work well. Um, while the um, Massive Azak um, wasn't my usual type of beer. It was much more well balanced. I liked that it was 
not super forward despite having a bunch of hops. Um, my biggest complaint about it was it was just a little thin on the taste. Like, mm. like, like at 5.4%, you could have a bit more of that velvety mouthfeel that sort of makes it feel like not a super low alcoholic session beer or something like that. And it sort of had yeah. that sessiony. Like, like we've in the past few weeks, we've talked about like when we've had these lighter beers, how there just isn't enough oomph when you don't have the alcohol, mm-hmm. um, and it just feels thin. And it's like, well, this has the alcohol, but it has that thinness, and that that was like the only detractor. But yeah. everything else worked really well. Um, and so I'm gonna edge out Arbor, um, but again, like it's quite a like close dead heat, yeah. um, but. In the end, if if I'm just saying the main, I think what it is is the Pomona Islands Day Bao Bao um, does exactly what I want the Massive Azak not to do that it doesn't. But yeah. that's just like this one's doing the one thing I wish the other one does mm, yeah. right. Smash but the together. other one's doing so much much better right. <laughs> so it's like yeah, like having had the one and then the other, I'm like I can mm. see some of the a strength out of the. They bow bow, but if I didn't have the massive Azak, I don't think I would have been like, oh, this is a strength of the day bow bow. It just sort of mm-hmm. it happens to have given me a strength. Like one of its its only real strong strength is the thing that the uh, massive Azak is weak on, and everything else is quite good. Mm-hmm. So it's a massive Azak, I think, yeah. uh, from Arbor. Nice, um, nice but it is super. It, it's it's always bizarre when you have sort of beers in that order where you're like. Oh, you can't... Ah, shit. Like, what are the odds <laughs> that the one point where I'm disappointed is exactly the strength of the next beer, right? Mm. Cool. Only you. All right. <laughs> and that brings us here to the end of the episode. So, if people wanted to wax intellectual with you, Ben. I've been going Lucy Ben all day, so now I'm going to go Ben Lucy. Ben, how do they contact you? Also... I forgot how they contact us, so you can tell us both. <laughs> oh, wait, no, your voice is going. Just tell us how they contact you. At Nova. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm failing miserably at this hosting thing. On all of the things. Um, and uh, Ben's on Instagram, as well as Twitter. Uh, he heads our Instagram, which is tankedupcast. Um, you can reach us at tankedupcast at uh, gmail.com if you want, but no one ever does. But we say it every week. Um our Twitter is tanked up underscore cast. Have we switched it to tank up cast? I can't remember. No, that's right. Underscore. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, we do we do actually respond on Twitter and Instagram quite quickly, um, and we would respond on email if people emailed us. Um, Lucy, how do people castle you directly if they didn't want to just hassle us on mass? Juicy Loose Nine, literally everywhere. I've made it easy for and you all. And I'm at the Omniarch literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Then I think we've been tanked up. Go to OutOfLives.net. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> OutOfLives.net. Especially because Ben's been actually writing articles that are really good. Yes, read his uh, plague uh, tale of innocence, if I got the name right. His, his, uh, yeah, I, I, think we, I think we're going to call that article Ben's Tale of Plagueis the Elder. <laughs> <laughs> How Ben got the plague. Ben yes. Yeah, Ben's dying here. Yeah, um, we should go. Yes, uh, go to idolives.net. <laughs> We've got plenty of other podcasts, like the Glorious Movies Cast and mm. This Next Act, which are a movie and comedy podcast, respectively, and a bunch of articles about things that are interesting. 
And you can find us on Facebook on Idle Lives Network as well. Um, now, I think we've been tanked up for one more week. Bye. Ben's waving for all you listeners. I'm there glad. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ciao www.outoflives.net